Mike, turn your games down. Hi, we're going to movie episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who's getting all their information wrong? Because everything you just said was wrong with me tonight. I am Peter Porg Wrangler, Bingham Pankratz. You can find my book, The Fifth Civilization, available now in stores, whether online or elsewhere. And I am Carrie Chandler, Carusetta on Twitch and YouTube, and I am the Last Jedi fan. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Special guest star Kenneth Sanity here, and I have nothing clever to say. <laughs> and you're here because when we first started talking about this, it was going to be, I thought, two of us shitting on a movie, and we're like, well, we probably should have another person that likes this movie. Come on. And that's how Ken came here, and then things changed a bit. <laughs> so we'll see. Yes, people who heard the last uh, little bit of... Has the Ahsoka episode dropped yet? It will have at this point, yes. It has okay, not I would say... Because, in, the, in the current time, in the current time, but in the by the time this is up, yes. Because, yeah, I think the uh, spoilers, the end of that podcast is me, like, shitting on this movie. So <laughs> I'm prepared to, I, uh, to eat my words. I'm confused. Because I enjoyed the hell out of this, actually. Yeah, Mike, I was going to say, I'm confused. Why would anyone show this movie? Is this universally considered the best Star Wars movie? <laughs> it is to some people. It is possibly the justice. highest ranked one on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Is it? Oh, it's, it shouldn't be, but okay. It, it's pretty it high. It is pretty high on Rotten Tomatoes. New Hope I think is perfect. I think it's like a night. Yeah, Rotten Tom I think New Hope is like a 70 something on Rotten Tomatoes because perfect movie. Critics didn't love it when it came out. Janet Maslow. I'm talking about the critic reviews. Yeah, this one is like a 92% critic wow. review and like a 40% audience <laughs> review. Oh, oh, and we are here to talk about Star Wars The Last Jedi that came out in 2017, directed and written by Rian Johnson. If I said that right. Ryan. I... Ryan Johnson. Right. Yeah, and I was wrong. The Force Awakens is uh, it, it. I'm sorry. Last Jedi is the fourth highest ranked on Rotten Tomatoes. OK, because sure. Empire Empire's 95 Force Awakens and New Hope are tied at 93%, and this is 91%. Wow. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah, as I'm... long as Rise of Skywalker is the worst. No, it's not. Rise of Skywalker is somehow higher than uh, The Phantom Minute. No, it's not. That's dumb. All right. Maybe Attack of the Clones. I'll take it. No, it's the we... Star Wars, the Clone Wars cartoon movie oh. is the lowest. That skews the rankings. 19%. 19%. That's almost rounding error at this point. You should take that yeah. out and consider it. <laughs> Are we counting the Caravan of Courage too? Come on! No, it, no, hey, it's just the a... top. It was just the top twelve. Yeah, it goes. I've seen goes, that movie. Yeah, <laughs> Rogue One's eighty four, Return of the Jedi's eighty three, Vengeance Set seventy nine, Solo's sixty nine. Nice. Attack of the Clones is sixty five percent. Rise of Skywalker's fifty one. Phantom Menace is fifty two, but somehow below Rise of Skywalker on their rankings. And then the Clone Wars movie is nineteen percent. I, I don't know, because if I start shitting on The Rise of Skywalker and then I rewatch it and somehow like it, that's going to, I don't know, that's going to be something. I don't something. know if we're going to have that problem, though. Let's, it's, it'll be very interesting to see. I'm oh, and Ken, what is the plot of this movie? All right, so the plot of this movie is basically Jedi Master in hiding Luke Skywalker unwillingly attempts to guide young hopeful Rey in the ways of the Force, while Leia, former princess turned general, attempts to lead what is left of the Resistance away from the ruthless, tyrannical grip of the First Order. Right. And that's one of my issues with this movie, that the First Order is still not explained enough for my for my taste. But that's uh, I mean, I figure they just came from the Imperial remnants, you know? Yeah. It, 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 it makes sense, especially if you, if you like, you know, which I know you've read, like, the books and stuff. It makes sense that the First Order would uh, eventually pop up. 
I like think. think about the original empire as World War II Nazis. The First Order is just the neo Nazis. Okay, that's yeah. Fair. And as we found out, they didn't really go away. <laughs> yeah, so. no one's ever really gone. <laughs> no. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so me. I will, I will say that for this part. But uh, I didn't realize this, or at least I forgot this, that this movie takes place seconds after Force Awakens ends. Well, I don't I, I don't know that. I mean, it's... Oh, well, I guess, yeah. That's what Wikipedia said. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. Ray's story definitely does. Like, yeah. how long was Finn supposed to be, like, in his, like, back to mm, suit? I don't think very long. I was trying to find out how long Ray was on the island with Luke, like, how many days it is or weeks or... But the internet did not tell me. Well, she's been sitting in that pose for seven days. <laughs> what I'll no. say is, like, her scene picks up immediately because right. she's handing. In fact, it's actually like she's handing him the lightsaber and he like, you know, at the beginning there. So her scene definitely does. I, I, I for some reason, got the impression things were happening not concurrently in it because it felt like Finn had been in his little tank for a while. But I don't know, or his still suit. Uh, the main thing is, is that they weren't running at the end of the first, at the end of the last movie, and at this one they're already fleeing. No, but I, I took it as they, they just blow up the Death Star 2.0, and they're Star Killer base. <laughs> they're back at their base, and they're getting ready to leave because since right. they blew it up and ran away, they know that they're going to track them. It's how right. I took it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I interpreted it as you know, if not hours, then maybe like. Tw- a day later or something. Yeah. It's the first Star Wars movie and the only one that takes, you know, it's just an immediate sequel to the prior one. Yeah. Which is, I like time jumps, but I, yeah, I I do too. Like I like in the beginning of empire where, you know, Han talks about, you know, barely escaping that bounty hunter and Ord Mandel and all that. And, you know, then we get to find out later in, uh, Shadows of the Empire that that, Oh, well that was, uh, IG 88 actually. And, For all the people that complain about that, though, they neglect to mention that J.J. Abrams set that up in The Force Awakens by leaving that movie on a cliffhanger mm-hmm. in several ways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he that's what happens when you hire a guy just like, here, make a movie and start something and then bye bye. So. Well, I think that he was supposed to do the whole trilogy and then something came up that caused him to not do this one. And that's why they, they brought oh. in Ryan Johnson. Well, no, Colin, Colin Tremoreau was supposed to do the oh. third one. Mm-hmm. Oh, so oh, that's what it was. So they're going to do yeah. three different directors. Yeah. yeah, that's I don't know. I think that there's something pro and con about like the way that Disney does stuff now, right? Where you've got Kevin Feige running the MCU basically by himself, and you've got John Favreau, you know, really like tight hand on the the uh, live action Star Wars stuff. You know, a little bit is that you have like a singular vision. And for better or for worse, that vision, like, I don't know. I, I think I think that while I, I do like this movie, I think it was a mistake. It, it sticks out in the trilogy and the trilogy doesn't work very well. And I think it's I think maybe we would have had a little more of a, a sanitized, uninteresting, but coherent trilogy with one vision all the way through, if that makes sense. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do think for me, I would I, I think. I would rather have had Ryan Johnson do a side movie like Rogue One or Solo, where he can do his own crazy vision and do his own thing and be interesting and new with it the way he is without it then kind of sticking out of this trilogy in a way that doesn't really make the right kind of he kind of like threw everything. Oh, he you know, he upset the tea table, you know, he he kind of threw everything into disarray 
And then Star Wars is like, all right, JJ, just come back and figure out something. And then we get the shit show that is the next movie. <laughs> and maybe, maybe if the second movie had logically went with the first movie with the same person's vision, then this person coming back wouldn't have been like, well, I've got to just fix everything and make it and end up making this. I don't know. I feel like I'm blaming Ryan Johnson for JJ Abrams, terrible Star Wars movie. <laughs> and that's not fair. Like there had to be something he could do other than rise of Skywalker. Yeah, no, he shit that bed personally and let him have it. Yes, he did. <laughs> it's the tone of this movie too. Like when I was watching this, I had completely forgotten that the first opening thing is I have a message for general hug. General Hug, are you there? And he's talking like, oh, can you hear me? Can you can you hear me? And I'm just like, this sets the tone for what they're going for right there. Yeah. And I, I didn't I, catch that. When I, I, I personally liked it. I liked, I, I, I just, I love Poe. I love Oscar Isaac as Poe Dameron. He's a fun character. I enjoyed him messing with General Hux. Yeah, I, when I first saw it, I was, I did not like that scene because I was like, oh no, this is kind of juvenile and then <laughs> as the movie went on i hate i began to hate general hux more i was like okay he deserves it you know hux I, is, you know the main villain if you think about it in these things so well it, it kind of a little bit goes to what i was saying earlier that it's like i think i was saying before we were recording but that uh ryan johnson's a really good director and a really good writer and he made a really good movie that seems like he doesn't particularly like star wars though and and it doesn't fit the general tone of star wars but but the thing is is i i think it's when Star Wars tries to do juvenile humor, it's, you know, Jar Jar stepping in the poopy and, right. and and stuff like that. This is better than that. Like, this is this is actually funny. It just doesn't necessarily fit the tone. Like, I could see Harrison Ford doing this as Han Solo, though. Like, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's it's when when the when they call the control room and he's like, oh, we're all fine here. How are you? You know, it's that yeah. Sim- yeah. It's, it's a little similar to that. It just it goes on a little long, maybe. But I thought it was funny. It but does it does, have it does that, go on a little long. It does have that family guy thing of the joke going on too long, yeah. Yeah, and the and the <laughs> officer finally has to tell Hux, I think he's messing with you. <laughs> I believe he's tooling with you, sir. Tooling with you, that's what he says. <laughs> yeah, and that's, I think that's the best thing about that beginning is that Hux takes himself so seriously. He thinks he's so important. He doesn't get that he's being tooled with right off the bat. Yeah, he's because, kind of like, doesn't he know we're in a Star Wars movie? Yeah. But that's what Star Wars is. Like, it's always been little bits of that. Like, yes. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people have forgotten along the way is that Star Wars is for kids. Like, really, it's for kids. (laughs) See, I I know people say that. And George Lucas says that. I feel like George Lucas definitely says that, I think, sometimes to fall back on things to avoid criticism. And I think people do that to avoid criticism sometimes, too. Like. It is for it's for all people. It's for adults, too. Like if it was just for kids, then nobody would get killed. Right. We wouldn't have Han Solo get stabbed through the chest. We wouldn't have, you know, Ben Swallow with his, you know, like glistening abs and stuff. If it was just for little kids, like it's it's for all oh, ages. Ben I, think. Swallow. I think it's for all ages. But I, I hear what you're saying. It, it does. There's always been fun, jokey stuff in Star Wars. This is a little more than it normally does, but better than but it's less than what it does in like the prequels, for instance. It's, yeah, you know, right. It's not C-3PO. I'm just beside myself and all that kind of crap. <laughs> it's none of that stupidity. So I, I think it I think it worked. I think it was fun. Um, I was thinking one thing about this scene. One uh, one thing about I think it's maybe the new Star Wars movies in general. And to the point that I wonder if it's even Ryan Johnson or if it was the studio. 
it feels like a lot of the time they're doing stuff because it looks really cool. It's like, oh, this is going to be a really cool spectacle. This scene's going to be a, not because it makes any sense. Um, the bombing run on the Dreadnought, to me, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I it agreed with that until I does. watched a review that pointed out something. Had they not destroyed that Dreadnought, the fuckers would have been dead instantly if a Dreadnought would have just shot them out of space. That's I what use, they said. I, that's, not, that's not what I'm talking about, though. Oh, okay. The way they go about fighting the Dreadnought is... All right, so so apparently you can fly into the Dreadnought shields if you're going really fast. You can fly in real fast, but then, you know, because Poe has to go in there and shoot out their... Well, maybe it's not shields. Maybe it doesn't even have shields for some reason. Like, the, the Republic cruisers have shields, but the Dreadnought, you can just fly right up on it and shoot out its its gun emplacements. Yeah, it's just that it's, you wouldn't be able to destroy it. You wouldn't be able to penetrate its armor without a bomber. Right, right. And then the bombers can come in, right. But then the bombers are super slow. And the reason the bombers are super slow is because, well, because in World War II, bombers are slow. Because it's in space. There's no reason that a big ship would be any slower than a a small ship in space. (laughs) They're in space. There's no reason that the bombers have to be slow. There's no reason that the bombers, (laughs) that that they drop bombs because you're in space. And while we can accept that there's artificial gravity on Star Wars ships because Honestly, because George Lucas didn't have the budget to do zero G effects in the 1970s. So we accept that, okay, well, when you're on a ship in Star Wars, there's artificial gravity because reasons, right? There's, But then why do the bombs still fall out of the ship once they're out of the ship? They Do they carry their artificial gravity from the ship to the other ship? Or they're it's, magnetic. No, just, <laughs> I know. But they know. But they're dro- they're falling because Rose's sister, when she, you know, she drops the the thing and then she she like she falls at the bottom and she's like broken her back or whatever so she lays but she can still use her leg so she lays there and kicks the thing <laughs> until it falls over and then she swings around and catches it just in time and presses the thing and then all the bombs fall out and i'm just the whole time i'm just like i'm like well yeah this is like a cool scene this is like a really emotional beautiful scene of her dying we don't know who she is but now that i know that she's rose's sister watching it this time i'm like oh well that's this time I'm like, oh, there's some there's some feeling here because this is a, a person that I have a connection because I, I care about Rose. Rose is one of my favorite characters in this movie. And so the first time I saw it, Rose was like one of the things that came out of it. But I really liked Rose as a character. That was a very different character from what you normally have in Star Wars. Yeah. But the first time watching it in the theater, you're like, OK, so this is just like a random bomber woman, like bomber person, bombardier. Right. But no, but but still, I just feel like it's it's dumb, like the the super slow flying bombers, so many of which are just getting blown out of the space by one so TIE fighter slow. takes out by one three. Yes. One TIE, which to be fair, Poe takes out like 15 TIE fighters at the battle at Maz's Cantina. He takes out I, I counted eight and one loop de loop. So I guess TIE fighters are allowed to be awesome also, you know, but still it's just like they move really slow. And then they have like their bombs fall out, even though they're in space. It just it doesn't make any sense. And that's, it's just to look cool. No one thought no. about this. That's what I feel like. There's science. I'm 100 percent. That's why the bombers are so long. The bomb bays are so long because of inertia. An object in motion stays in motion, even if there's no gravity. If you throw something in zero G, it doesn't just stop. It keeps going. So sure. if you have those bombs go all the way down the rails in artificial gravity. By the time they hit no gravity, they're still going to keep going. They've got inertia. Right. Okay. So scientifically, it makes sense that it would work. It doesn't make sense that you would design it that way because you could also just shoot them out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, but it's, but it's, it's just, why would they be slow? Why are the, why are the, why are the bomb, bombers slow? They're slow so that they can, you know, 
march of the you know just like dun, 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 you know, yeah just like, it looks cooler it's it, to look it does cool. look cool and you know but you know i do have to suspend my disbelief though because that's the whole thing about star wars why <laughs> if you start pe- right. picking right. apart the movies too much then you star can... wars is fantasy not sci-fi i know and right. but it's still i want things to make some logical sense I, yeah i mean it's i just, get i get what you're saying but the Millennium Falcon is bigger than those bombers, and it flies, and it's the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy. <laughs> well, right? yes. Hey, did the Kessel run in four parsecs? And and so that that but that is my only thing with this movie. There's well, several really there's several things <laughs> in the movie that I feel like don't make any sense, but they were put in because it will be a cool scene. And I and, and I can suspend my disbelief a little bit, but I wish that there was a little more. It doesn't have to be realistic. It just has to make any sense to me. Like, there's no reason for the bombers to be slow. You can have the bombers flying in real fast and still getting knocked out of the sky. And and we have bombers already in Star Wars. We have, you know, uh, B-Wings are bombers. TIE bombers, right? B-Wings are bombers. And we could, it could have just been B-Wings, but they wanted to create a new, a new, a new ship, a new, I mean, I doubt this. I mean, I'm sure there's a toy of it, but I doubt they sold a bunch. <laughs> I doubt they sold a bunch of the slow bombers that get blown up at the beginning of Rise of, or Last Jedi, but toys, but they may have. But it's little things like that. And there's other things I'll mention throughout the movie where I'm just like, but it doesn't make, it wouldn't have, why would it be that way? And that, that's one of them. There's like three, really, four, where I'm just, it's not about the science. It's about just, though the science is there, it's just about the, it's things where I'm like, yeah, but you're just doing this to make it fit your thing. Like, couldn't you come up with a better way to make, I don't know. So, I will, I will again, say, I, will say I loved the movie this time. I loved it in spite of this. This is, like I said, I have little niggling problems with it. This is one of them. To switch topics a bit, the one the one thing I really like about the scene is the Imperial captain, whose name is Captain Kennedy, who's like it's really it's just well well lit with a big red light in his scenes, and he like seems exasperated by what General Hux is ordering. Yes, and yes, I, I liked him too. It's always good, and of course he dies, but like that's to be mm-hmm. expected. I was I always like those bit. I I like when he died. Yeah, when he died, he can see that it's about to happen, and he turns and just kind of like. Takes a yeah. deep breath and like stands there like to brace himself for it. Like, all right, fine. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here. I'm gonna take it. Yeah, take it like a I like it's him. A nice character. He has a choice. Yeah, I thought it was good too. I I I paid special note to that whenever he saw he was gonna die and he just kind of turned to the camera and took a deep breath and braced himself. He's yeah. like, I know it's coming. I'm gonna face it. And I was just like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a good. It was good acting. Yeah. On the subject of Kennedy and other First Order people, I gotta say I really approve of how they cast people in this movie that looked like they would have been in the Empire. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. they all have that British actor look from, like, the <laughs> yes. 70s. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And I, I gotta assume that that was a choice, and I love it. I'm here for it. It's good <laughs> casting. Good casting in this movie, almost top to bottom. Yep. Really. And there is uh, a toy for the Resistance Bomber. Yeah. I figured <laughs> there was. I- <laughs> It's probably not the most popular one, but it's out there. Yeah. As a guy who goes to a lot of toy swaps, people buy all sorts of shit. I can tell you that for sure. I'm one of them. At times. I mean, I'm I'm literally sitting here like fidgeting with a Millennium Falcon toy while we talk. So <laughs> I don't have any Star Wars toys near me. Just Funko Pops. That I will not play with. But on my desk within reach, I have a Yoda statue and uh, this Millennium Falcon and a Yoda pin and two lightsaber chopsticks. That's what I have within my arm's length that are Star Wars. <laughs> uh, oh, and was, uh, Droid. When I was watching this last night, and then again, well, maybe not Thursday, then again, like that part when, because the whole big, you know, we've all been waiting for that moment when Luke Skywalker shows up and he's going to get, you know, take the lightsaber. And the first thing you see him do in this movie is just throw the freaking lightsaber behind him. That mm-hmm. is such a damn choice. I love that choice. 
I appreciated it in this movie where I didn't appreciate it before. And yeah, it's a good choice because Luke, I think one of the problems that a lot of people had coming into the movie, I think a, per, a problem I had personally coming into this movie is I wanted to see Luke from heir to the empire. Luke, I didn't want this Luke and this Luke makes sense. And also you're giving people what they don't want. And there's nothing. And that that's fine. I mean, that's good movie telling too. When you, you know, is there, what is it? Intent you I can't think of the word. I just want to subvert expectations. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And that's what this movie does completely. And I didn't really think about it until a YouTube video was telling me about that. I'm like, okay, you're hundred percent right. Yeah, no, I thought this Luke was exactly what it needed to be. Except uh, again, I think that sometimes they're going for some funny bits of him that were a little over overdone to me. And that him throwing the lightsaber over his shoulder was fine, but it was it felt like that to me a little bit. But I think overall, yeah, he would be very much. He was. It makes sense that he would be completely done with this stuff and not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I was a day one defender of this. I have loved this movie since I saw it in theaters. I have been preaching its greatness to anyone who will listen. Many people get upset about this. They're just mad. They don't like me telling the truth. But <laughs> Luke drinking the milk too much. Well. I disagree. That's, that's what I yes, used to think. Thank you, Kenneth. Thank you. That's the but one. A, if throwing the lightsaber didn't bother me, it was the, the, ah, when he drank the milk. I okay, like, the milk oh, is dumb, on. but there's a thing about it that made me laugh that the point of it is Ray looks disgusted, but she looks at the camera. And I'm just like, I feel like the point of it was say, see, we're disgusted with Luke too, just like you, viewer at home. <laughs> that's <laughs> how I took it this time, where I never have before, but in this. I didn't get that, yeah. That's what I got in this watching. I, I just thought they were trying to be like, isn't this funny how Luke is all like crotchety and and isn't it funny? And I'm just like, no, it's not really. I mean, it, it, I get that why he'd be crotchety, but this I don't find this like super humorous. Like, yeah, the drinking the milk annoyed me. The like pole vaulting, spear fishing, just all of it was like a little much for me. But it was fine. It didn't bother me necessarily. I was just like, I could have. I think you could have cut this, and it would have been fine. You could have cut this stuff out. His morning routine, you could have cut. I was kind of okay with the spear fishing. The milk was a bit much. Just <laughs> that was a bit much. Everything else is just kind of like Luke doesn't give a shit about Ray. He's just going on with his day. She's yeah. nothing to him. That's true. And yeah. the spear fishing I liked. I thought it was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, CG Luke is very CG during that pole vault. Oh yeah. <laughs> like embarrassingly so. But <laughs> there's you know. there's a good bit of like not aged well CG in this movie. But I didn't even notice it there, honestly. Yeah, when I was watching it again, that was like, ooh, ugh. I'm on, I'm on Team Milk only because it triggers the people who, the worst people who hate this movie. Not all the people who hate this movie, but yeah. the worst <laughs> of the people who hate this movie. I mean, it's just. Does the, the like milk triggers them? The milk, it, that's among the scenes that they cite as why this is the worst Star Wars. Oh, movie. I see. I thought their issues with it were all like, because there's like a, a woman and she's not like as conventionally attractive as they would like. I think it was a big part of it That's, that I heard. <laughs> there's a, there's a progressive hate of this movie. And then there's that kind of hate of this movie. And okay. you know, if you're coming from a storytelling point of view, one of the things is they're disgusted by that. The blue milk scene, which is, oh, it is not blue by the way. Everyone kept saying oh. it's blue. I was watching it this time. It's just, it looks like just normal milk or like maybe yellowish, but it I wasn't blue. It was I, I, I had a memory of it being blue and I watched it. This Me time too. And it, was, it was, it was just, yeah, it definitely wasn't blue that I could see. Because I, I paused it. I was, like, I was pausing it. I was like, I remember it being blue milk and everyone being annoyed by it being blue milk. And I watched it. I was like, no, it's just milk. 
That's it's in like a, it's in kind of like a yellowish container, but it's not blue. And because I, I, I remembered it, because I remember specifically thinking, oh, that's really dumb that this blue milk is like, oh, is blue milk the only kind of milk they have in Star Wars? And <laughs> you know, but it, no, it didn't. But uh, it, it, it didn't was the bo- least of my. It bothered yeah, me. When it I didn't really. I was just like, night. I just went like, I, I I rolled a little bit at it. I rolled wide. I remember I, just, I remember disliking Mark Hamill's performance in this movie way more than I did this time though. Watching it this time I was I remember feeling like his acting in this was really hammy. And then and I mentioned that I think in the Ahsoka podcast that I was like, is he a bad actor? Like, cause I love him. I mean, he's like a been important part of my childhood, but I'm trying to think of like when is like Mark Hamill's like really good at playing the Joker. And then but he's always like hammy and everything he's in. And then I was watching this, and I was like, no, he's not necessarily. He's he's pretty he's actually pretty good in several scenes in this. Yeah. I think overall he does a really good job. You know, he yeah. kind of balances the tone between he does have silly moments and he does have very serious moments. Yeah, and his serious moments he does a really good job with. The silly yeah. moments I don't think he does the best with. I think it's but that's fine. They're they're also few and far between, honestly. They're they're here and there, but most of it he's pretty serious. I think the serious he does a really good job with. I, I do appreciate that like I had the opening joke when I when we opened this podcast that he does say that twice. Everything you just said was wrong. Like I just like that. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is hilarious. It's a good line. Yeah. It was. It, it worked in this. I had no issue with Ray at all in this movie. No, I, I, she is my, I she's like her one of my favorite movie. things in this movie. She's one of my favorite things in the trilogy. That's why I'm really glad that, well, I'm kind of glad. I'm cautiously optimistic that she signed up for episode 10 because I feel like, I, I think she's really good in these movies. They just need to She's go a good character and a direction. good actress. Yeah. But she's a good character. She's a good Ray's a good character, and she's a really good actress. I I I really and her arc in this movie, her arc and and Ben's arc in this movie, I thought were particularly good. I really liked seeing where both of their characters were going in this movie. Same in the trilogy, honestly, and and in fact, I think that where he his character and her character end up in the third movie are the one good thing I really could say about the third movie personally. That's fair. Yeah, I I think that he I really like Kylo Ren's arc and I like Ray's arc throughout the the trilogy really well. Okay, it's the one good to me. It's the one their story that well their story their respective stories are like the good like kind of through line through the trilogy that the re- I think the trilogy lacks any other really good through lines, but I think they theirs is really good. Yeah, I definitely think they're the strong. I mean, Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver, you know, Mark Hamill are you know among the. Highlights of acting in this movie and, you know, oh, highlights yeah. of act- performances and their characters, because they at least mm-hmm. go through some changes, whereas some of the other supporting characters, not like you said, not much happens to them. Yeah. In terms of how in terms of how they develop. So that is that is a valid criticism of some of the other characters. But in the main ones, the main ones that we're here to see do change, yeah. which is good. Yeah. No, I think actually this movie has a lot of good character growth in it, more so than than I think some a lot of Star Wars movies, actually. Yeah, you don't see as much character growth as this one has from a lot of the characters. Yeah, exactly. For Finn, for Poe, I mean, I, I think Ryan Johnson is really good at characters. Oh, so good! I at think characters. you look at his other stuff. I mean, he's that's like his that's what he excels at. Yeah. So yeah, yeah for sure. But yeah, no, I liked Ray Ray and Ray on the island with Luke this time around. Ended up being my favorite part of the movie. Was I their am- stuff. I enjoyed it a lot more where when I saw this last time, I remember hating this. Like, I just thought it was just so stupid. And now I really appreciate that he doesn't really want to teach her. Then he starts to teach her. And then when he sees her, like, going to the dark side and he's just like, I can't do this. And it all makes yeah, I love, sense. Yeah, I love that part where he's like, he looks like shocked and upset. He's like, you you didn't even hesitate. You went right for the dark. 
Yeah. I love that part. Like he's like 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 flabbergasted that the, she has immediately reached for that like pit of darkness and the which they don't ever really explain what that is, but the, the whole, I guess the whole idea is supposed to just be balance. I mean, I was like, I think so, and I have my own like fan, I have my own kind of fan theory about it that in a in any place where there's like great power in the force, there's light and there's dark balance and balance, right? Yeah, and so you look at like um you know, and this is from the extended universe, but like Yavin Four, right? The temple, the Jedi temple that eventually becomes the Jedi Academy under Luke, right? That on that was the rebel <laughs> base, and right, but but they the backstory they build in there is like that Joris Saboth, right? Was that who it was who had the the who had killed all the people of the academy like a thousand years before and or whatever, and his ghost was still there, and he turns he temporarily turns Kyle Katarn to the dark side and all that. His ghost does remember. Sounds right, right in the Jedi Academy trilogy, and it was like because you have this temple built by the Jedi where thousands of students grew up and learned but at the same time you're going to have darkness where you have light and so there's this like deep dark power on Yavin 4 and you look at uh you know Dagobah right and Yoda is there and he's like this beacon of light in the force but then there's that tree where Luke goes inside you know it's a, a place of darkness where Luke goes inside and sees a potential future if he if he chooses the dark side and 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 I I think that that is a thing that they do and I think that's what they're doing here I mean it's definitely what they're doing here this is definitely yeah. this is Luke's Dagobah, right? And so where Yoda is yeah. living, you know, just uh, you know around the corner from a pit of darkness. Luke is living just around the corner from a pit of darkness, also. Yeah, I I totally agree that that's what they're going for, and I I think your fan your fan theory is makes sense to me too that there would always be some sort of balance. There'd be some intense balance to the intense force, right? And force and this thing. was I think the comics explained that this was like one of the places that the Jedi had first set up like a, a an a cat like a temple or something yeah mm-hmm. that's what he mentioned i guess like one of their first temples and i mean one of my issues was i wanted more information this is back in the day when i first watched this now it it i had no issue no complaint i was like man this is fine this is enjoyable yeah i don't need i, I don't want to i i'd rather leave some things unexplained but yeah. i was i was i am curious about it and 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 when ray goes down there we don't really you know luke told her it was a place of darkness and it's in, it's implied it's a place of darkness. When she goes down there, it's like I mean, it's just a place where she can look and see, almost see her past. Yeah, I don't even know. I'm not sure what's going on when she goes down there. Honestly, it's some sort of yeah, it's some sort of like mind trip or something. It's but yeah, it, it definitely set up to be ominous. Like you think that like the the hall of mirrors is is very surreal. But it's like when you first see it, you're like, oh no, something some dark thing is going to happen here. Or when she wipes away the fog in the mirror, you're like, oh no. She's going to see Kylo Ren or something. I thought, yeah, I, I was, I, I was, cause she's looking to see, like, she thinks she can see her parents. Right. And so she wipes away and I was expecting it to be like Luke or something. Yeah. And then, I think that's and then, what a lot of people thought. Yeah. Who eventually hated this movie was that we're going to see <laughs> who the parents are. It's going to be Obi-Wan Kenobi or it's going to be, I don't know, Unkar Plutt or something. And, <laughs> yeah. I see. I don't know what would have satisfied people because that was one of the things I loved the first time I saw it when it's revealed that they're nobody. I'm like, perfect. Thank you. Yep. Finally, we get away from this stupid family. Can we now have one Star Wars movie that isn't about the freaking Skywalkers? That bothered me in 2017. In 2023, I appreciate it and wish it was still canon that they're nobody. <laughs> because I'm like, well, the, I was watching a review and so, he brought up a completely good point. I didn't think about the Jedis were they, they weren't they didn't have kids because they weren't allowed to have attachment. I mean, sure, some did, but. They just found people that were force sensitive and, and trained them. I'm like, oh yeah, right. that makes sense. She could just be somebody. 
Yeah, and 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 what is Rise of Skywalker? It turns out that she's a clone of Palpatine or something. She's a pa- Palpatine. Palpatine's clone had a daughter, and that's who she is. She's so she's a daughter of a Palpatine Palpatine's clone. clone, right? And then Snoke is also a Palpatine clone that like grew wrong or something. They don't ever say, which is great. Oh, that's just what fans think. Okay. They don't explain Snoke because God, I wish that third movie hadn't happened. It it feels like yeah. it retroactively made messed up other things. It's somehow. it's implied. Well, just we'll get to it, but you know, yeah. you see you see a vat of other Snokes, but they never like go to the turn to the camera and said, "By the way, Snoke was a failed clone of Palpatine." But but that's what everyone thinks. Based <laughs> right. On that. Okay. Yeah. Well, any, any anyway, yeah. So the Hall of Mirrors is another of those examples. Of what I was talking about, where sometimes it feels like Ryan Johnson just thought this would look really cool. Let's do this thing. It, it, it doesn't matter what it means. It's just, it just look really yeah. cool. She's going to stand and, in a line behind herself and snap a bunch of times in your hair. Go, that's going to be pretty cool. I mean, it was pretty cool. Yeah, but it doesn't mean it. it what did it? What did it ultimately mean? <laughs> she wiped away the mirror. She wiped away the 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 fog and just saw herself. And then what does that mean? Does Maybe it mean it's something that, about being doomed to repeat the future based on events before. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe it just means that ultimately she's just her. She's not part of some bigger thing. She's just who she is. She's just you're just you, Ray. You're not the daughter of some, you know, it doesn't matter who your parents are. You're you. Maybe that's what it means. But then why is this a dark side? It doesn't seem like there's anything dark about coming down here. It seems like it was a really good thing. She went down there. It's dark in the fact that destroying your own dreams can be dark. Maybe like having these ideas uh, that your parents were somebody important, that you're someone important, having that shattered can be a dark thing that can be something that could take somebody to the dark side maybe or the, it's something yeah. that you become stronger for maybe the vision was trying to hurt her trying to trying to break her and it didn't work yeah yeah maybe i i do notice when she goes into the pool there's like a, a skeleton of a sea monster down there mm-hmm. and i like the idea it's like well you know death is de- you know darkness and death and stuff can look like all sorts of things but yeah i don't know I, I i thought it was fine but again that was one of the little things where i was like i feel like this is just here to look cool I like Ken's idea, but yeah, I was in the same boat where at first where I was kind of like, I just don't know. But it didn't bother me this time. Like It didn't bother me, no. One thing that made me laugh that I, I forgot about what I have to mention is when Chewbacca is about to eat one of those little porgs and they're all looking at him all sad. A scene <laughs> yeah, that I does not need to be in here. It anyway. I wish he had just bit into it anyway. Yeah, like it's already cooked. What are you going to do? Yeah. Well, we don't know what he does, right? We don't know. We don't see him like throw it away or something. We just see him like go roar about he it. seems sad about I bet, it. I bet he still ate it. Oh, there is a really funny thing on the island that I didn't catch back in the day, but when I watched this movie twice in the last 48 hours, I caught. When when Luke sees Chewbacca, he's kind of like, oh, hey, Chewie, but when he sees R2-D2, he gets so excited. Yeah, he's well, his yeah. best buddy. He's his co-pilot. Yeah, R2 had a lot of benches. Chewie was, you know, Chewie was Han's friend, so. Yeah. I just thought it was just hilarious. Like, who cares about the, <laughs> the sentinel? I care about the droid. Well, my favorite thing, actually, that happened on the entire island was when Ray was knocking on the door and Luke wouldn't let her in. And then all of a sudden that door goes flying off the hinges. And I expected, even this time I forgot, I thought, oh, she must have like force pushed it off the hinges. And then no, Chewbacca comes in and roars at him. I'm like, oh yeah, hell yeah. Chewbacca's like, get, stop being an asshole, Luke. Yeah, Han's that's... dead. Do you realize this shit? And then I was also like, well, why doesn't Luke realize Han's dead? And I was like, oh, because he kind of, I forgot that he cut himself off from the force. I did too. So he never sensed Han's death. And I thought, oh, that's, that's really cool because yeah, if he had not come himself off the force, then he wouldn't be at all surprised that Han yeah. was dead. But he cut himself off the force, so he didn't have any idea. He's like, "Where's Han?" You know, and I, I like that. I like that a lot. I love Chewbacca busting in and yelling at him. 
And that scene when R2-D2 plays the message from Leia from the first movie. So oh, good. It, it is. So good. And even better by, by uh, Luke's, that was a cheap move line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But again, so much stuff in this movie felt like it was meant, it was, you know, targeted at Star Wars fans. Like him mm-hmm. throwing the lightsaber. You're all excited. He gets the lightsaber. He's like, I don't want this shit. You know, you seeing the message. Like, it feels like he was, that Ryan Johnson was just trying to take the stuff and be like, see, it doesn't matter. Like, in a way. I don't know. I, maybe not. that's not the right way to put it, but it, it felt very targeted. I was going to say, one of the themes of the movie is, you know, let the past die, kill it, in a sense, yeah. which you could, you could, it's relevant in the movie, also relevant in the meta sense. It's like, well, this is, you know, don't rely on nostalgia for all your stuff. You know, sometimes it it may be destructive to just keep looking in the past. And like, yeah. do you want to keep, you know, have the same old Star Wars references, you know, all the time? Or do you want to move on? Do you want to let these movies grow and evolve? And it was definitely a, a throw to the audience. I can see why people got upset that it was kind of making fun of them. But it is just a movie in the end. You know, it's a really had a, a movie series that had a big impact on a lot of people. But it's entertainment. You know, it's not it's not the gospel truth. Yeah. So people I should laugh. I thought of Carrie when Luke takes the dice off the off right. the token. Because <laughs> Carrie, did you have a problem with that dice in the solo movie? Or was it Peter? Uh, uh, it probably was me. I, I'm always annoyed when they're just like, oh, reference, ooh, reference, ooh, reference. <laughs> it, it, that didn't, I, I don't know. It didn't bother me this time. Him handing them to Leia and then, yeah, I, I mean, we'll talk about that when it gets to yeah. it. But yeah. Yeah. My, I was going to say, my favorite scene in the island was a very brief scene where two porgs are on the lightsaber. One porg standing right on the ignition part. The other porg is just jumping on top of the ignition button. And then it gets yeah, taken away at the last second. It's like, it's, <sighs> it's, it's like something dark is about to happen here. And then Ray picks right. it up. That bummed me out, man. I was really hoping. <laughs> you wanted you to see dead porg? You wanted to I see a porg, porg just get man. killed? Oh. I thought it would have been hilarious. Like oh, nobody man, would it would have made the it. kids cry. The kids would have been crying. That would have been a great deleted scene movie made on the Blu-ray, though. I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure. I'm pretty sure. Did this come out before? Or after this came out, right? This came out before Solo, right? Yes, um, this is a few months yes. before Solo. I'm trying to remember if this one or I think Solo is the first one my son saw in the theater. The so son was five when this came out. Okay. Yeah, so I think it was Solo was the one. It was the first one I took him to see in the theater. But he's you know, a huge Star Wars fan. But I was trying to remember if he saw this in the theater or not. I don't think he did. I think I saw this without him. Man, this was a hell of a movie to see in theater. So, yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, I, I came out of the theater mostly liking it. Like I said, it was over time that I just kind of like grew to be like, ah, I don't know about that. Because there are things about it that bother me. The things about it still bother me. I just watching it this time. I was bothered by those things a lot less. So. I'm assuming you appreciated certain things, too, that we didn't appreciate. when we because I know I didn't like this movie when I saw it back then. I liked it back then. I I, So that's the thing is I liked it back then. I grew to like it less over the years thinking about it backward. But I also have only watched it like, I think I watched it like maybe like when it first came to Disney Plus was the second time I saw it. And then I hadn't seen it again until just now. So I probably the first time I've seen it in maybe like five years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because I I watched it. I saw it in theater opening weekend. And then I saw it when it was first on Disney Plus. And then I don't think I've watched it since then until this time. Well, I'm glad I could yeah. help change that. Yeah. Dang. And this, time, this time around, I liked it a lot more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I watch, I watch the original trilogy pretty regularly, at least like once a year. But that's usually all I watch. That and Rogue One. 
I'm always happy when I can get more people to watch shows, though. Yeah. Watch things that you that you would have never picked up again. And then this podcast gets you to be like, all right, let's check this out again. Yeah. I mean, you got me to like I, I mostly enjoyed the prequels when we watched them together for this. <laughs> Is that a weird sentence you never expected to hear yourself? I know. Right. Right. I used to be one of those like, you know, in the edgy college kids that hated the prequels. But now I'm just like, no, no, the prequels are fine. Anything else we should mention about the Islander? You just have you have there is okay. There's a part that made me laugh my ass off. So Yoda shows up on the island at one point. Oh, uh, I really liked I really liked the Yoda Luke stuff. And I was rewatching. And he this. looked good. He did. He was I'm a hoping puppet. He wasn't CG and actually because it was a puppet. Exactly, yeah, okay, it was good. a CG assisted puppet instead of like a CG monstrosity jumping around like a howler monkey of a lightsaber. <laughs> and it was so much better. It right. was like watching Empire again. With the part, because I when I was rewatching this today and again, and the part where Luke's like, "Well, the sacred texts are in there," and Yoda makes a comment about all the oh, library read, information read them, is with Ray. Yeah, well, he go, he goes, "Read them, have you?" <laughs> Not exactly page turners, are yeah. they? <laughs> Great line. And Great he's, line. But he's like, "Oh, there's nothing in the tree that Ray doesn't already possess," is what right. he says, something like that. And I took it as well. When I first saw this, I took it as, "Okay, well, she has knowledge that she." I'm like, "Okay, why does she have all this knowledge?" And it isn't until later on I realize, "Oh yeah." You see a small scene when you opens the door and all the books. He she just stole the books. She stole all the books. I know. I didn't get that either. I the first time. In fact, this time watching it, it bothered me. I was like, oh, because she. Why would she have all the? And then you see that. I was like, oh yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. That's really funny. It's just to me. It's just like where Luke doesn't know that Han's dead. I'm like, well, why doesn't he know Han's dead? And then you find out later that he's cut off from the Force. I'm like, oh okay. And it's I, like there's. Things like that, where they throw out things that seem dumb, and then later you find out they're not dumb, but only if you remember. Yeah, Otherwise, you, you just are left with the feeling that that thing was dumb. Watch this movie twice in 48 hours. That does it, too. Right. That helps, too, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, that was fun. I really liked when when um, Luke was like, I'm going to burn it. I really am. And then he doesn't. So Yoda just kind of gestures and lightning strikes the tree and blows <laughs> it and oh, sets good. it on fire. Like, I love that he just casually, as a force ghost, can still call lightning down on things. Hey, yeah, isn't that a hit. dark side thing, though? Mm-hmm. He can, uh, no, no, he's nature. Yeah, he also is able to, you know, hit Luca in the face with his step with his walking stick right. as a as a force ghost. I like that too. I'm like, I think if any force ghost could hit somebody with a walking stick, it would be Yoda. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But I really enjoyed their whole thing. It really felt like he was putting Luke back into that like 18 year old. He was like the 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 master talking to the 18 year old apprentice again. Yeah, it was it necessary. Felt- necessary to get his to get luke's mindset back where it should be like, yeah. stop being a crotchety old man and do what do what you grew up to to do he's like yeah what did i tell you pass on what you have learned right that's what he that's like some of his last words to him in return of the jedi yeah exactly right is to pass on what you've learned and and yeah i i i like that i still really i want to know i really i really want to know what happened between luke setting up the school and teaching Grogu, and then now, like, <laughs> we know now, of course, that, you know, Grogu doesn't stay at the school, so we, we know that Kylo Ren didn't kill, like, teenager, teenage Grogu, so that's good. That's going to be episode 10, The Return of Grogu. <laughs> I, I just wanted it to stop. Like, this movie was honestly the movie that was like, you know what, this is fine. If this is leading up toward an end of Star Wars as we know it, good. This is a good way to start the ending. Well, that I don't know. I always want Star Wars is my most important thing to me as well, pop that, culture goes. So I always wanted to be more Star Wars. I just wanted to be like Andor. Well, that's why Rogue I said One. as we know it. Like yeah, like you had said earlier. You know, just be done with the Skywalkers. Fuck them kids. Yes, Who cares? Thank you. 
Yeah, tell new stories. <laughs> tell new stories. Give me the, you know, give me the uh, Days of Thunder pod racing movie or something. Like, <laughs> I'm telling like, you, that's a great idea for a movie. It's going to happen. <laughs> like you said, though, Andor is a great example. Like, there are so many other great stories out there. And they're in one damn Skywalker in Andor. Not one. Yeah. And it's one of the, like most people agree, it's one of the best Star Wars things in years. Oh, I mean, I think it's the best Star Wars thing since the original trilogy, hands down. So, like, there there is room for other stories. And I I don't think that Ryan Johnson doesn't like Star Wars. I think he likes it more than is being presented. Like, he likes the idea of the world. He likes you know, the possibilities out there. And these Star Wars movies, all like the tri- the prequel trilogy, OG trilogy, those were all focused on one part. I think this movie was Ryan Johnson's way of trying to be like, look, guys, the story is so much bigger. There is an entire universe of worlds out here. There are Force-sensitive people everywhere, as in has really stated many times throughout this movie. We could follow any of those and have a completely different story. And that's what I loved about this. I was like, yeah, fucking, yeah, kill the past. Bury it if you have. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The the other thing on the island that I want to talk about, there was another joke that I I laughed at. When Luke finally decides, okay, I'll train you. And then there's a little part where she's like, reach out. And she reaches out physically and he just hits her hand with a the grass that was hilarious he's like or he's like do you feel it do you feel it because he's like tickling her hand with the grass she's like i feel it and he slaps her <laughs> that's something yoda would do um oh yeah that reminds yeah. you it was something. great yeah. exactly 100 percent but i like where he, tell, he tells her he tells her you know the force isn't picking up rocks and then right. at the end of the movie she's like picking up rocks <laughs> that was funny that felt like very much something yoda would have said too yeah so yeah and that's what makes it great, I think. This makes it work. Uh, and the only thing I'm doing on the island that I should mention that we have to talk about is just because on the island is when she's having her communications with Kylo back and forth throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did not appreciate them at one time, but I came to enjoy them more in this watching. Oh, like that! I their their communications are. I I love it. I love. I it. did too this time. I love when he's when he's uh, shirtless and glistening, and she's like, "Can you just like put on a, a towel or something?" <laughs> I think he just a ignores lot her. Of people like when he's shirtless and glistening, but you know, he's, he's he just looks he he looks weird in that scene though. He's like, it's the way it's shot. It made him look like unnaturally wide, like, yes. not like in a like not like in an attractive muscular way, like in a a weird like action figure way. Yeah. He's like his his torso, his whole torso from waist. To, it was like, what is going on? I've seen him without a shirt a lot because I watched girls. He's like naked in that all the time. He doesn't look like this. There's something weird about the angle, the lens <laughs> they're using. Something's wrong. It made for a great it made for great memes. So oh, I did. I love the memes. The it's Ben so Solo memes. The wide solo. I appreciated this time a lot more with them communicating back and forth. I felt that was actually really good. And in the like, oh, yeah, there's a small scene when he's talking with her and she's in the rain. All of a sudden his hand is wet. Yeah. You know, like you can start. And then that final part when they like they're sitting in the cabin and he touch and they touch each other. And he like Luke and when Luke goes in there, Luke sees him. Yeah. Yeah. And flips out. He flips. He doesn't. I mean, he flips out. He like explodes the building with the force. Yeah. Yeah, I just love that. He's like, stop. And like the building explodes around him, like outward. Though that was, I, I, I was like, oh gosh, that's intense. Yeah. And from oh, a, 
from a director's standpoint, I was looking at seeing how that was shot, and he's the standard uh, way to shoot something like that, as if you're on a phone call, is that one person's on the left side of the screen, one person's on the right side of the screen, mm-hmm. and they're always facing each other. And like no two people would be on the same side of the screen. It just kind of tells subconsciously to the audience these people are having a conversation. And yeah. so well done to Ryan Johnson for thinking of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not think about that. That makes perfect sense. Okay. Yep. Just your standard shot reverse shot. Exactly. <laughs> but it all it all leads, and then that eventually leads to Ray leaving and, and going back to the the, the resistance. Mm-hmm. I think now that I understand more like why they're the resistance, why there isn't an army, like I'm more okay with it where back in the day I remember being way more annoyed about it. I'm like, it shouldn't be a resistance. You you guys have the Republic, but now I get it because I read other stuff and know a little bit more about the history. So I'm I'm okay with it now. Well, plus, I mean, the Starkiller base destroyed like this the, a lot of the Republic. That too. <laughs> like in that one shot that then branched out somehow and curved around and took out all those planets that all appear to be in the same star system for some reason. But not but also, Coruscant, don't worry. Coruscant they're not Coruscant, safe. but they're definitely in the same star system as Maz's Cantina, or else they wouldn't be able to see it, but whatever. <laughs> they can see what it if in it the was sky. really bright? Just very, very bright. And, you can and, see and it. also really fast. The light's super fast, so it goes faster, really faster than the speed of light, so it can stretch across the galaxy right. super fast. It doesn't make any damn sense. It's dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> It's but that's the Force Awakens. That's the Force Awakens. Not this movie. That's the one everybody likes now. It's ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's true. I like. Um, I liked it too. I liked it too. Right, but that was right. the thing I didn't like about it. That I mentioned I'm last just, time. I'm just Fine. joking a little bit. Yeah. So I, I I will I will so I do want to talk about something I I'm not a fan of as much and and again it's the them limping across space at sublight speeds being chased by the dreadnought. Mm-hmm. I get it's another well, of those not the dreadnought, where, but oh, not the dreadnought. Sorry, by the 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 gigantic star yeah. destroyer, Snoke the big ship, Snoke ship. That's like a big pizza wedge, not not pizza. <laughs> it's a boomerang. It's like a big triangle. Yeah, it's a big boomerang looking thing. Yeah, right. Snoke ship and the fleet. Right, the the fleet of of first order ships chasing right. the like five ships that are left in the resistance. And don't know where uh, Lando found the five thousand ships in the next movie, <laughs> but whatever. And they're like. They're like, oh, well, we only have enough, you know, fuel for one hyper jump, but they're tracking us, so they'll know where we go. So instead, we're just going to go at sublight speeds. And so I guess we're all we're just moving through one star system for this whole thing. We're just like, you know, because this is taking place over what, like 48 hours? Yeah, it could be yeah. longer, right? maybe a couple of weeks. I don't know. But so they're traveling from the Earth to Wait, the moon about they distance. Don't, they don't have much Again, fuel. This is, I know this is the science again. I know I shouldn't get hung up on the science of Star Wars, but it should at least make sense. And, the, and I, this time around, I thought about it. And I was like, but why doesn't it bother me when it happens in Empire Strikes Back? Because in Empire Strikes Back, apparently Hoth and Bespin are in the same star system. Not only in the same star system, Hoth and Bespin are about the same distance as us to the moon. So why does it right? Because no wonder they, they find them right. Because they never jump. To, they never jump to hyperspace between when they leave Hoth and when they arrive in Bespin because the hyperdrive isn't there. So they're they're going what I mean, they're they're in they're running from the Empire for what, three days? See, so, I now Carrie, I never I never thought about that until you noticed you pointed that out when we talked about it. So thank you for ruining what's perhaps the best Star Wars movie. <laughs> oh, definitely the best Star Wars movie. I right. That out. You guys and did new hope. The thing is, it doesn't Wait. bother me in Empire, but it bothered the hell out of me the first time I the first two times I watched this movie. 
And watching it this time, I was like, well, it's just as dumb as it always was, but it's no dumber than Empire. And I love Empire. So why don't I just turn off my brain and stop caring about this? And so this time it didn't bother me because I was like, well, who cares? <laughs> it's whatever. I do they have like two, the they have two ba- They have two bases in the same star system. Fine. Maybe it's right next door. They're just going. I don't know. I'm not going to. There's no way to explain it in a way. There's a way to torture your, uh, you know, torture an explanation out of the universe. But my I'm only not thing try. is there is a way to do it that wouldn't be that way, which is they could have just kept jumping. Yeah. And then the Empire, sh- the, the First Order shows up everywhere they jump. And so they're like, crap, they know where we're going. What do we do? And then, you know, that's all they had to do instead of just like, oh, OK, we're just going to have this long, slow chase while they slowly blow up each of our ships one by one by one. Yeah. But anyway, it could have, uh, you know, it could have used Ryan Johnson was a sole writer on this, whereas I think the other ones at least had collaborators. So maybe he could have had another writer flesh it out. Just take a pass know. at it. Just, yeah. Maybe have just some some like sci-fi nerd take a pass at it and be like, yeah, you know, maybe like this doesn't make sense because, you know, like or someone who like knows Star Wars who could be like, hey, you know, like uh, when they go to hyperspace, they're not actually moving at the speed of light. They're like opening tunnels. That's why it looks like a tunnel when they do it. They're like opening wormholes, that, you know, because otherwise there's a lot of reasons why hyperspace wouldn't make sense. If it's that, you know, things like that they could have done. And and I think, but I don't think he could have done. I think someone who I think again, I don't think he's like a, and probably for the best, he's not like a a Star Wars nerd. So that's fine. I think he's yeah. a good storyteller and a good writer. So I can forgive these things more now than I did the first time. But that is the one that really bothered me the first few times, and this time I just was like, I still think it's dumb. I just am not going to let it bother me this time. Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that's this long rant. Sorry. No, no, it's. I don't really care for the chase stuff. I think that was one of my issues when I saw this movie is that for a chunk of this movie, when it comes to the resistance, all they're doing is just flying and watching ships get blown up. Not to mention the whole part where Leia ends up becoming a freaking can fly in space. I got issues with that. Stuff. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. She was already dead. The actress had already died yeah. by the time this was in editing. Why not just let her die there? Why not just let her die there? It would have been okay. Ben has now killed both of his parents and let that weigh on it but but it does but because it does it's not like i mean i guess she does talk to him through the force in the third movie right and that has some effect but she yeah i don't know i can't remember the third movie at all so yeah she does she calls out to him through the force right before she dies in the third movie and it like affects him i i think you can't have leia and luke die in the same movie yeah maybe like that would be entirely too much if you thought the fanboys were rabid before, you kill <laughs> yeah. off the rest of the originals in one movie? Oh, boy. Yeah, well, you still, you still got Chewbacca and 3PO and R2-D2. Remember, Chewbacca doesn't count. He didn't even get a medal in a He didn't home. even get a medal because right. they're racist. Yeah. <laughs> the rebels are racist. Yeah. I, I think, too, that we wouldn't want Leia to go out that way because she's killed by some anonymous TIE fighter pilot then. Well, no, uh, well no, yeah. Shot the bomb. No, no, it's not. Kylo no, is about Kylo to shoot, and he takes his finger off the trigger, and a Tie Fighter flies behind, beside him and does it. Oh, yeah. never mind. Peter's right. Yeah, I thought okay. I thought that I thought that he did it too, and then watching it this time, I was like, oh shit, yeah, that's right. He took he takes his finger off the trigger. I missed that both times, and I watched this movie twice. Yeah, he's like he's got his finger on his thumb on the button, and then she's like looking out the window, and he like feels her, and he like takes his finger off the off the trigger, and then yeah. the Tie Fighter to his right shoots him. Shoots her. Oh, yeah. I'm just upset that they killed fucking Admiral Akbar. 
Akbar did not deserve that. Yeah, Akbar. Yeah, if Leia doesn't go out that way, Akbar shouldn't go out that way. You want to see Akbar swim through space back to the ship? No, I wanted him to not die there. <laughs> I just wanted him <laughs> to not be dead there. Hell, you know what? Fuck it. Have Admiral Akbar be the one that kamikazes himself in the end of the movie instead of random purple hair Lordern. Okay, I and her I would and her, e- in her evening gown, Vice Admiral in her evening gown, Lord. All right, it's time. I think let's get into this. Okay. I I love Laura Dern. I've had I've had a crush on Laura Dern since I was like nine and saw Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. But I don't like her in this movie. I, it's not her fault. I don't think she's bad in it. I did like when she you know kicks the you know fog machine and uh, shoots the guy. That was cool. But I I just why is she in a dress? I mean why just why just say she's say she's not don't call her vice admiral and have all this stuff about how oh this is a vice admiral that did this something 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 wow blah 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 like just have her everybody else is wearing uniform everyone even leia's wearing uniform every the only time leia wore a dress was when she was princess leia yeah she is she's wearing she's wearing i mean she's not wearing a dress yeah she's she she's wearing like her like i mean something that looks fairly similar to like her commando outfit from return of the jedi like she's not wearing a dress at least. Like I don't know. I'm just like it's a minor thing. But why is she? Why is she in the dress? Why does she have purple hair? Why not? She's. Comfortable. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Just. I. I don't. It just felt like an unnecessary choice, and it's it's an inconsequential choice, but it's an unnecessary one to me. I guess I, I didn't think about that until you mentioned it. Yeah, she is. I mean, but who? You know, in the end, who cares? You know, she's maybe she was caught unawares. You know. The first, this resistance fleet seems very haphazard. So maybe she was on the base, you know, she was, she was was on vacation. She was headed out to it. She had a date. She's like, I got my hair colored. I got my favorite gray dress on. And they're like, oh, by the way, gotta evacuate the base. Yeah. They just blew up the Republic like two minutes ago. Your vacation's canceled. Cause that's where you were going. I don't know. know, (laughs) Yeah. She was headed to that planet that got that, that not Coruscant planet that got destroyed. Right. I don't know. She, it's it's fine. That's like not really the issue. It's it's yeah. not her as a person. It's the problem. It's the she you wanted an, it to be a, a known character, not someone. Not even never necessarily seen. known character. It's I don't know what it is. It just annoyed the whole thing. Just annoyed me a little bit. The way she is super dismissive of Poe Dameron immediately, but she doesn't learn like a lesson here at all about like she shouldn't have judged him wrong. No, she's right. He's an asshole, and he's got to learn too late that no, she's awesome. Uh, and and it's just I don't know. It felt a little I don't know. I just didn't love it. It didn't bother me though that this. But this other thing is it didn't really bother me that much either. This time I was like, all right, well, it's, yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. Yeah, and see, I just I I don't get it. That's me personally because she doesn't know anything to Poe. Poe's a pilot, not even a commander anymore. He did get demoted. So what is what does she owe him? Just because he's a character that we know that we like, she doesn't owe him anything. And she's I, not telling him because when he told everybody that they were running out of fuel, everybody started panicking, which is what she was trying to avoid. I don't think Holder yeah. did anything wrong, and I'll go to my grave saying that. What, what was I, her plan? What was her plan? Was her plan always to abandon do, like ship. the do the magical? Yeah, but they were. He was right. If they abandon ship, they're just going to get blown up. But they so, wouldn't uh, have noticed it if it wasn't for the fact that he blabbed on the radio and broke one of the first rules of the mafia. I was watching a mafia documentary before this. He wouldn't have noticed he, it. They weren't. They wouldn't have noticed the ships leaving the big ship because they weren't. Fo- they were focused on the big ship. Yeah. They, they wouldn't, wouldn't have noticed have all the these ships leaving the big ship. Yeah, there's they, a comment in this movie that they said that they said that he they wouldn't notice it. The only reason why they noticed them 
is because of the stuttering guy who I who should not be in this movie. And that whole part, yeah, yeah, where great actor, but just I just do not like any oh, of that character in this movie. Actor. Or any of that? I mean, what what has he been great in? Snatch? Usual Suspects. Yeah, is he great in Usual Suspects? Yeah, yeah. watch Sicario. Watch so, yeah, Sicario. Okay, the Sicario. Wolf okay, Man. all right. Yeah, yeah he's I mean, a good actor. I, yeah, okay. I mean, I, I like just, him. Is I like him in Snatch. DJ is his character's name in this. DJ. I just don't. But yeah, I have a lot of issues with with that part, and just I, but we'll get there shortly. Yeah, we'll get there. What was her plan? But what was her plan exactly? We're gonna... Her plan is just to load them in transports. They fly the planet undetected, and then they could hunker down there in the base. She didn't know about the little Death Star battering ram, and, and then and they hide we're, there. We're to believe that they wouldn't have seen these transports. They make a flying. comment that they, when they're shooting, that they scan it because after the guy, when you see the guy get DJ get the money, they make a comment saying that he was right. You know, we scanned and we found it. When you're involved in active tracking somebody so that you can keep them through going through light speed to find out where they go, you're focused on that ship that you're tracking. Act tracking involves, you know, all of your sensor array being pointed at that ship so you can find out where it's going. You're not going to notice small, unarmored, unweaponed transport ships going off there. I don't buy that. I mean, maybe, <laughs> but I don't think that the I don't think the movie I'm not sold on that as an explanation for it. I, I think I don't know. Maybe that was her idea. I don't that know. That was her plan. I, and, and I also don't buy that she doesn't know. She maybe doesn't owe him anything, but I think a good commander would have not just told him, yeah, fuck off and go back to the yeah. bay and I'll talk to you later. And also, it's not like he's just some random pilot. He was the commander of their pilots. He was well known as their best pilot. He yeah. recently got demoted because he made a bad call. But He I made a lot I, of bad calls in that plan. He, he made one bad call, which is that he turned off his communicator and, and disobeyed their orders to stop doing the thing that they had already been saying they were going to do. They were already planning to do what they were doing. And at the last minute, Leia called it off and he turned off his communicator and disobeyed her orders. And he should have been in trouble for that for sure. But I feel like Holdo comes in hostile and puts backs him into a corner. And then, yeah, he does a coup and she takes care of that and whatever. I, I don't know. I just found, I just found her character annoying a little bit. I understand why the incels really hate her. I get that. Which makes <laughs> me want to defend her also. But I do think there is an there is a little bit of a there's a little bit of a an instinct to want to like over defend because of the bad people. You know, like I go out of my way to defend Captain Marvel, right? As a Marvel movie, because of the same people that hate Ma- Captain Marvel hate this movie for the same reasons. I but really like that objectively speaking, the movie has like a lot of problems. Right. It has a lot of problems. I defend it anyway because I'm like, yeah, but fuck you guys for being sexist and stuff. And so I get it. Laura Dern feels like she her care. Holdo seems like she was designed to piss off sexist. But I feel like it was a little unnecessary. I think it's Rose is more for that, which is. But the last thing with with Holdo and just all that is that the end of this, when they do finally go load in the cruisers. She does the whole movement where she hyperspeeds through the ship and destroys it. Oh, no, no. She doesn't hyperspeed th- through the ship. She hyperspeeds through the fleet. If you look oh, at it, she blows up fleet, like seven she? damn ships. Yes. Which makes no sense. But well, it makes fine. perfect sense. No, I don't think it does. And it, it doesn't because they've done hyperspace throughout this where they are flying directly at things and they don't go through them and kill them. The Falcon does hyperspace directly at a Star Destroyer and doesn't go through it. Like... Throughout Star Wars, they've shown that it they've never made it look like that going at hyperspace makes you go through directly through the thing you're in front of and destroy it. That's because nobody Ever. has a death wish. Everybody's avoiding it. No, I mean, they, they are pointing toward things often in Star Wars when they go to hyperspace. But she did it on purpose. 
Like, yeah, she. And so she only like half hyperspaced, I guess. <laughs> she she I'm, went to the speed, but didn't enter the little like tube of yeah. light that they go into. I'm, I don't I don't know. I don't think that it makes she sense. She didn't enter the warp tunnel like they do in Star Trek. The transwarp conduit. She didn't enter the transwarp conduit. She just went up to warp eleven, and and then okay. I don't know. It's fine. She I think it's, over, it's it's overpowered. It, 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 and it, to me, it breaks a lot of stuff. And then that's why in the next movie, they have to have the dumbest fucking throwaway line ever. Oh, that, that was, we can't do that again. That was a million to one shot. <sighs> I don't remember that. I, have, yeah, I have no memory. Someone suggests in the third movie, someone random person in a meeting goes, why don't we just go to hyperspace and go right through it and blow it up? And Poe po Dameron goes, the Holdo maneuver, we can't do that again. That was a million to one shot. That's in the third movie. Uh, see, man, okay, I'm not going to be on that episode, so I'm going to say it right now. Fuck Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> it'll be preaching to the choir. If it is the laziest thing, and it is. My biggest issue with it is that it walked back so much good that happened in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the Holdo maneuver, first off, don't call it the Holdo maneuver. That's basically like naming a cool military attack after a suicide bomber. You're right. That's where they na- it's the third movie that na- it just occurred to me that that's where it's named that is that conversation that they were just talking about that line I said that's where it gets the name. Oh, I can't For some wait reason I thought it was in this movie. movie that it was called that which makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, like there's no point <laughs> like she's done to it making like she does it she does it all the time. She's yeah, always just hyperspacing through fleets. Uh, you know that Vice Admiral Holdo always willing to kill herself to win a battle. Like, <laughs> there's no question she died. The oh, only yeah. reason this worked was because somebody was on there to override the safety. I'm, okay, I'm that, that's your that's your that's your headcanon. Okay, I'll take there, that. That's fair. My headcanon is that. somebody had to be there to override the safety precautions. And they, I, and, and I, yeah. my, my counter to that is that then throughout all of Star Wars, why didn't they just have remote controlled ones do the same thing? Why even fly a bunch of X wings to blow up a little exhaust port on this? Million one shot. They could have taken. Why create things? Why not just use AI? That's could have. You could take one one Republic cruiser and just shoot it directly at the Death Star. Boom! You don't have to even worry about exhaust ports. In fact, why have a Death Star? Why have a Death Star? <laughs> just throw it. Throw a hyperdrive onto an asteroid. Point that at a planet. <laughs> Boom! Same problem. And that's that's it. It's it's just it was it was a thing to look oh. cool. It was a cool thing, and it, it, I just, I don't, again, well, this time, it bothered me less, because I knew it was coming, and so I was like, it's fine, whatever. Well, here's the Hold thing, here's, who gives here's a the shit, reason. there goes is the that, whole fleet, whatever. Here's the reason, in storyteller perspective, is that no other storyteller thought to do that before. Ryan Johnson <laughs> was just like, let's do this, because no, and why didn't the Empire just put a hyperdrive on an asteroid, you know? Why weren't people asking that question back in 1977? Why build a moon-sized base, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because it's because it's a space fantasy. That's yeah. why. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, I I'm gonna defend this only I'm gonna defend the look of this shot because I really I really do think it's an amazing it looked really shot. Cool. It's oh, amazing. It goes, it goes it, silent. It yeah. mutes the si- yeah, it mutes the sound. Yeah. For a few seconds. I, I like it. Yeah. It looked and, good. It looked good. It makes a really loud noise. It muted it so far that people were walking out of the theater thinking that something was wrong with this scene uh when, if you remember back in 2017 oh were they really yeah people were <laughs> like hey there's so this the sound went off during this one scene in that and there were multiple reports of that well people are really dumb <laughs> well I, it was 2017 i, we I, I want to 
were really fucking stupid in 2016. So. <laughs> we we skipped over real fast. Just one thing. We skipped over something I really liked, which is when Poe's doing his coup and all that, and then Leia busts onto the bridge like yeah. she like just explodes the door with the force and then shoots him with this with the that was, um that's a good the stun. I was like, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I really also like then stun, yeah. because then the camera pans to Carrie Fisher's daughter who puts her hands up like looking scared. <laughs> That's a good scene. Yeah. And she's like, if you know that that's Billy Lord, that's Carrie Fisher's daughter on there. It makes it funnier. Is it is her daughter or her granddaughter? It's her daughter, I think. It's right? her daughter. It's her oh. daughter. Yeah, she just yeah. is like way, way younger. But I I like that she's in this movie. It it was hard. Oh, no, no. She's not way younger. It's that Carrie Fisher looks way older than she is because of the, the cocaine. That's what it was. I remember we were talking about this the other day. Carrie Fisher was only like 55 or something like that when she died. Oh, she was young. No, she wasn't that young. She was 18 in Star Wars in 77. So she's in her 60s. Yeah, so six. So she's 20. So 63. She'd be 63 now, right? 60. I mean, we could just pull up Wikipedia and we'll tell us the answer 60, immediately. Yeah, something like that. Don't, don't be know. absurd. I can't do math. <laughs> she died younger than she should have because of because of all her issues. Unfortunately, she was 60 when she died. Yeah, there you go. Right. Still young she though. Look, yeah, she looks to me older than that, but. So I'm like, yeah. Billy Lord is like, looks like she's like in her 20s. So I was like, but no, that that makes sense. Oh, and then now the we've been, I've purposely been waiting. So that, that kind of wraps that up. And then, and then the other thing we haven't talked about, the stuff with Finn in this movie. What, what do you mean? It goes there. They're on crate right after with us. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, well, we no, completely we're skipped about over. The ship and we go to the next thing. We That's completely I mean. skipped over the casino plan. Well, I've been in purpose. Stuff. I've been kind of trying to. Yeah, no, no. Because. We'll go to crate the end. I want to talk I think about most people really don't like the the stuff on the casino planet right so i i did not like the casino planet when i saw this in 2017 i thought it was filler i thought it was stupid i thought what's the point 2023 mike goes i get it now because it's meant to kind of show you that kind of that gray area and it's all supposed to show finn where in the beginning finn has no allegiance really to the rebel alliance exactly because he just wants to go save ray that's his main mm-hmm. concern in the first uh-huh. movie that's really his thing he doesn't yeah. care about this yeah. conflict he at all him. he just wants to help ray and in this one, he still he just wants to help Ray. Yeah, no, I I think the Casino Planet stuff is actually really good. But also, um, I it think oh, go introduces ahead. Rose, everybody's favorite character. That's an asshole. What? What? I'm saying it wrong, but I meant it's a joke. I mean, that's that's asshole, the character so that like all the insults hate. I love I love Rose. Yeah, I know we're not. Asshole. I love Rose. They thought I I think oh, really what it is is that in this movie, Kelly Marie Tran doesn't look super like beautiful. I guess is what yes. it is. And they first of all, she is gorgeous. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman. I'm sorry. But in this movie, she's, you know, she's not wearing a bunch of makeup. She's wearing clothes that don't fit really well. Her hair is not necessarily the best. And I think they want like, oh, this there, there's a non-fashion model in my Star Wars movie. What the fuck? And also she's Asian and I'm racist. I, I don't know. Well, I love didn't, her. Didn't I love her character. And I loved it the first time. Atmosphere, like the people that would have been around a lot. Well, still around. But like, wasn't that a big hatred for her in this movie? Oh, she she got bullied off of the internet over yeah. it. She got she got bullied into deleting her like social media stuff. And I feel like that was also very much just because the the atmosphere in 2017, we just came off of the 2016 bullshit, and America was turned out that hey, guess what? There's a lot of races out that are out a lot talking. Yeah, to, a lot yeah, more we were in a, we were having a real time of uh, I yeah. mean, yeah. we still are, but a, a real time of racist, it was misogynist worse. feeling feeling licensed to just be the worst people. 
Like they were feeling real like emboldened. When were the was. when was the tiki the tiki torch rant where they did that march? Um, that was, was twenty. That was twenty seventeen. Okay, so that would have been the same year. year as this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She. The thing is, I really like her. I like her as a character. I was really upset that she dies at the end of this. She, she, um, she doesn't die. She doesn't she's in, die. She's in the next movie. Oh, she's in the next, oh well. Yeah, she's she's like uh, Princess yeah. Leia's caretaker in the next movie. That's right. She's she hangs out with Princess Leia and watches her die. That's right. Right. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't I mean, do anything besides that. She just is there for Princess Leia to bounce some weirdly edited lines off of and then die. Yeah, it's easy to see why you think that because the way they end her character is is, is not it, entirely clear that she, it makes. I mean, it seems like she definitely died. I feel like she was meant to be dead at the end of this. Is the thing she is looking up at Finn and speaking to him and saying something really poignant, and then she goes, "Oh," and like her head falls to the side, and he's like, "Rose, Rose," and that's like the last time you see her. She was like clearly supposed to be dead. And then they're like, yeah, no, we'll bring her back. And I'm like, good for her that she got paid and everything. But but anyway, no, I liked her character and I liked her. I liked that. What I liked about the the casino planet stuff was them pointing out that war is bad. Just it's it's all about profit for these people. And that there is there is kind of an issue of like there's most of the people in this galaxy. They don't really care who wins this war. It's all the same to them. Right. In, you know, First Order, Empire, New Republic, who cares, right? It's like the arms, they're going through like the, when they're on the ship that they stole, like, oh, it belonged to an arms dealer. Look, he sold weapons to all the bad people. And it's like TIE fighters and, and walkers and all that. And then an, an X-Wing. And it's like, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty yeah, cool it's pretty it's pretty gray for Star Wars to be like, oh, the people supporting your side are bad too. Star Wars needs more of that gray stuff. Andor yeah. has a lot of that gray area stuff. <laughs> that reminds me, I remember seeing this movie being so hyped and then nine come out and I was like, oh man, this movie set up my gray Jedi. But oh yeah. Didn't get oh, yeah, it. It really did seem like this movie was going that direction with Luke saying the Jedi order is dead. And then at the end, he changes his mind. He's like, actually, no, it's not. She's the last Jedi. And it's like, I think what we were going for is that she, there's something other than Jedi. Yeah. yeah, she could be something other than a, and that's how it feels at the end of the last movie when she walks off and she has the yellow lightsaber at the end of the next movie. Feels mm-hmm. like maybe that's still what they were going for, but now there's going to be a tenth one, and who knows what's going to happen? There. Allegedly, allegedly, yeah. <laughs> but what I was going to say is what I don't like about the Casino Planet is the CG looks like dog shit. Some of it does. Like they're clearly not in a real place in a lot of it. Like when they're on the chase scene on the the dog horses and they they go they're going through the town and it's like y'all couldn't find like some some like town in morocco to do actually I, I i that actually was filmed in at least they filmed some of that in dubrovnik croatia oh croatia yeah which they also filmed yeah some in game of thrones stuff in there but it was so i don't know how some much of it's real. it was some of it's real you know, some of it's real it must be cg extended yeah, yeah it, it looks it just looks really like the lighting and stuff it just looks really fake it looks very sound stagey the, and the I, fathers, I just don't think it looks very good. Yeah, the fathers are done, are mostly shot at night, which, of course, as we talked about before, is one way to disguise your special effects is to shoot them at night. So Right. Yeah, I, 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 like, didn't mind. I like the dog horse things. Or yeah. You said they're fathers, though they're called? I think fathers is what they're what they're called, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, like, I like them. They're, they're cool. They're it's cool. They're really cool. It, it's a good choice for them to be those and not just be tauntauns. I feel oh, like yeah. if J.J. Abrams made this movie, they would have just been tauntauns. Yep. So yeah, I agree. Go, look, remember, remember Tauntauns? Remember Tauntauns, don't you? Remember those? On this or planet, Rontos, you on know, this to really them. Yeah, or you could do Rontos, sure. 
there probably would have been a line about how they smell bad on the outside and uh-huh. somebody would have been like oh don't even get me started whap whap yeah but no i like the fathers they're actually cute yeah they do and they they look fine um until you ride them and then it doesn't look as good yeah but, which if you look i'm looking at some of the behind the scenes like stuff now and they are they have puppets of them so oh, it was CG assisted puppetry for some of it, but it's when they're writing it that it's just fully CG. And it yeah. reminds me of, you know, the troll shaking Harry Potter, you know, uh, it's like, yeah. it doesn't look that bad. It doesn't look that bad. This is 16 years after that, but still, it, I mean, but yeah, I think, a lot of the casino planet looked, it didn't look great to me. I also, yeah, I, but you go. I was just going to bring up the character of DJ, which I think we were getting there eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, I do like Benicio Del Toro, and I think he does an interesting job. I just don't know why his character is there. I don't know why this couldn't have been like an actual, like couldn't have found a code breaker or something, and he's kind of nefarious to begin with. Well, I just, I, yeah. I forgot that he wasn't even supposed to be the guy they were looking for. He's just the right. guy they, they inherit by accident. I think it was important that he was there because it's teaching Finn a very important lesson, how you just can't trust everybody. Not everybody in the Star Wars universe is going to turn out to be a Han Solo rogue with a heart of gold. Sometimes they're just assholes. Or they're just a character of Grey who's in for the money. Yeah. 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 I I mean, his character, it didn't really bother me. Um, I didn't like, I I thought the, uh, the stutter was like a, and it just, it was a pointless character choice to me. It was a bit much. It was a bit much. It was just overdone is all, Uh, but I didn't mind him being there. I didn't mind that he betrayed them. I really like, there's a deleted scene that I've seen on the internet a lot that I think, well, uh, we'll get to it when we get to it. Actually, it's not from here. But but anyway, I like, uh, one thing I like on the Skino Planet that I loved the first time and I loved it this time too, I was waiting for it, was the little like gremlin alien, the fat gremlin who's like stuffing, who's drunk as hell and stuffing coins <laughs> in BB-8. I yep, love it. Good old Mark Hamill. Oh, is that who it is? Yep, that's who did his voice. Oh, that's funny. I don't like when BB-8 just shoots the coins back at the guard and like an endless stream of coins back at the guard. And the guard's like, oh, I can't shoot my blaster because there's coins hitting me. It's dumb. It was it was a little it was it was a little jar jar for me. It was a little R2D2 setting the droids on fire with the oil and the jets. <laughs> it was a little of that kind of like stuff. Yeah. I'm like, but I'm like, again, you're you know, this is also I, I, again, I don't think Star Wars is just for kids. Yeah. And I think that's a crutch. But, you know, it is sometimes that's for the kids. I'm sure I appreciated yeah. DJ a lot more now that I realize he wasn't the code breaker they were looking for. And I also didn't realize that like when I saw so he's movie, not is he is no, that, they're, is they're that, is that the, explicitly stated that he's not the code breaker? No, yeah. it's the guy with the plummo that they did. They they're about to talk to, but then they get arrested. Oh, OK. It's uh, Justin Thoreau in the white jacket mm. and the red plum plum bloom. Right. OK, that's who they needed to get. They just ended oh, up okay, in a jail right. cell with DJ. That's right. And then DJ and the DJ has like magical powers also, by the way. And when they run away, they don't even really mean to, you know, meet up with him. He just happens to show up because of BB-8 is tracking them right. and picks them up. Right. I like so the BB-8. He like, never had an intention to actually help them. And I didn't real like I thought he betrays them already, but he only betrays them because they got caught because of the BB-9E, mm. which is the name of that little black robot. I have Funko Pop. Of it. Well, but oh, then they already have the money waiting for the guy. So he obviously had been in communication with them at some point. Because they have money waiting for him. They're like, yeah, just the like you said. I feel like they could have just had that in stock. You know, they've got, yeah. they've yeah. got a bribery fund. Because he makes yeah, comments. Why, why would they let him go? That I mean, that that is a question. That is a plot hole. Because it's like, this is the first order. It, it would have made more sense if he had been betraying them from the beginning. When If he had, like, on the way there, called called ahead 
and told them, hey, we're coming. Here's what we're doing. I think that would have been a little better than having the, you know, dark BB-8 so we can have a, I'm sorry, BB-9E so we can, so we can have, so we can sell the BB-9E toy. It worked. I bought it. stands for evil. Yes. (laughs) Mike, you're the target of Disney. You're the reason. Here's the thing. I guarantee you, Ryan Johnson had nothing to do with BB-9E being in this movie. No. I guarantee you. And I would be willing to bet Ryan Johnson planned on DJ betraying being the one that actually betrays him. Like yeah. actually in the BB nine E thing was added that that because was something that something he was told to put in. It Harry, seems like a Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, it does seem like a yeah, Catholic. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It seems like whoever whoever makes those decisions, which probably is Kathleen Kennedy, it feels like the kind of decision they make. Definitely. Kathleen Kennedy, if you're listening, next episode, give us a call. <laughs> But once they get on the once they get back and they get on the Snoke's ship, there's a deleted scene that have y'all seen this deleted scene? This it makes it comes up in my Instagram feed a bunch. It's it's where Finn where they they almost get caught. Oh, in the elevator. In the elevator. Yeah. And the stormtrooper is talking. He's like, I remember you. And he's like looking at Finn. He's like, Yeah, I remember you. We were in basic together. F you know, blah blah blah. And he's like, and, and Finn's like, You don't have to do this. And he goes, Man. Never would have thought you would be officer material. <laughs> you know, he like he goes like second squad, woo, and like slaps his ass. I do remember seeing that actually. I, yeah. and I, I think cool. that would have been great. That would have been a fun, fun joke, and that feels like a very Ryan Johnson scene too. It does, and I bet that's why they cut it. I think that would have been a lot of that. Well, they cut it because this movie's two and a half hours long, and that's yeah, really my biggest thing with the the Casino Planet is that you could have cut all the Casino Planet stuff down to about half as long as it was and still gotten everything we needed to get out of it. I don't know. I don't think man. we needed. We didn't need the chase on the the, the dog the dog horses. That would wasn't necessary. Well, yes and no, because you need to have the little kid meet them. So that way, the whole point of this movie is talking about the spark of hope, which fits Star Wars. If you didn't have the kid scene where they go and meet the kids, and the kids don't turn them in. You wouldn't have the final scene of this movie. I mean, I, I see my categories. I, I hear you. I don't know that we needed the little <laughs> kid with the final scene that not that it bothered me like it bothered a lot of people. I, I didn't dislike it, but I don't know. I think that you could find some trip. There's some there's some fat to trim in this movie. I think some of the the chase scene stuff some of the like this you know the ship chase stuff we're talking about earlier could be cut some of some of the casino planet could be cut i don't think you could really cut much else from this movie as a fan of this movie i do i agree with you a little bit because i do think it's a little bit long and i think maybe at least 15 to 20 minutes might have been condensed well and i'd rather have this i'd rather have this deleted scene that's fair that deleted scene is really great it's really good i i i liked it a lot I'll, I'll agree that the father chase probably could have been shut down. But for the most part, the casino plan stuff that we do have, I think is necessary because you do get Finn going from, oh, man, this is so gosh darn cool to Ugh, fuck these losers. Well, they I suck. love that Rose Rose already knows Rose. Yeah. like, Oh, you think this is cool? You think this is cool? Well, you're an idiot. And here's why. And I, I like I like that stuff. And I, I think- appreciated it. But way more than I did in 2017, just the fact that, you know, they're selling weapons to both sides. Mm -hmm. I I really do think that that was the turning point for Finn. I think from that point forward, he was in the resistance of his own volition, not just because he's following either Poe or Ray or Mm -hmm. just, you know, trying not making any decisions on his own. I think this is the first time he's made a conscious decision of what to stand for. 
that's why I think it's important. Yeah. No, I I agree. I I I I didn't ever dislike the casino thing even back then. I just again I feel like a lot of it could be cut. It was it was too much. It was too long. But but once they get back on the ship, I like the stuff on the ship where they're they're going through the ship and I like that they put the trash can like he dumps out the trash can and then puts it over BB-8. So BB-8 looks like a little like cube droid. <laughs> I, I thought that too. I thought that That's was funny. funny. I, I also didn't catch this until my second time watching, but the reason why DJ knows about the idea for the fleet, what the what the resistance is doing, is because he overhears them talking to Poe in the ship. Yes, that's true. And I, I really think that at that point he should have they should have just it should turn out that he had called them ahead and be like, Hey, they're gonna be here. They're gonna do this thing. But uh I, I've always been like I, I love Gwendolyn Christie, I love Captain Phasma. Um, I have a big, like I've said before, I have a life-size Captain Phasma standee in my classroom, in the back of my classroom, next to my Chewbacca, Luke, R2-D2, and C-3PO standees. And she, I like her fight scene, fight scene with Finn. Um, yes, a lot. That was good. I thought it was really cool. I was upset that she died here, but yeah, she deserves so much better. I feel like if if we can bring back Rose for the, why couldn't we bring back Captain Phasma? It should it should have been a thing where each movie Finn has to defeat Captain Phasma, and then maybe in the third movie she finally gets killed for real. But yeah, but I like that he fought he fought her. I felt like Finn should not have done as well as he did against her. <laughs> but he I'm already like, has experience with the weapon he's using because that's the same like little stun baton that the traitor guy used in the last one against him. Right, right, and and but I mean yes. It's true. It's just he's not supposed to be like that was like his thing. He got his ass kicked by that traitor guy in the first movie. Like, yeah, he, he just he gets his. But he hasn't. But like how? Like he it's it's been like it's it's the that happened like yesterday to him. <laughs> that was like yesterday, like literally or like two days ago. But he's like, he hasn't trained. He hasn't had time. To tra- <laughs> yeah, he, it's like the Matrix. He, they, they gave him some hand to hand combat training while he was in his coma. <laughs> like, yeah, it's oblivion. <laughs> he, he slept. They uploaded he it. Leveled up <laughs> he, he leveled up. He leveled up. Yeah. He's like a Saiyan. He, you, you put him in this, he almost kill him and then he comes back stronger. <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted her to just beat his ass in that fight. And she does beat him, but, and then, you know explosion happens and she loses but i yeah. i like that when they're about to assassinate them she makes comments like a blaster is too good for them we're gonna you know kill them like cut off their heads pretty much yeah we're gonna cut off their heads with these like laser axes i like that great. i like mm-hmm. them sneaking around i also like that when they're in the ship and their part is happening is also the same part where ray left the island and then turned herself into kylo ren because she thinks she can turn kylo ren so much like return of the jedi with luke and dark I know. I thought it was funny because the Millennium Falcon hyperspaces to them, drops off Ray, then <laughs> hyperspaces out real fast. And it's just like, it, it's just funny because like the central problem for them is that they don't have enough fuel to do another hyperspace jump. And meanwhile, the Millennium Falcon is just like, bam, 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 bam. Just I'm hyperspacing all over the place, which I get. Ship. It's a small ship. I know. It just, it's funny. It, it's not that it doesn't make sense. It's that it was funny in comparison that this, that this, that they're just like popping in, popping out. We're doing our thing. Yeah, anyway, I thought it was funny. <laughs> but like you see, there's a lot of shooting going on. There's people running away. Yeah, no, and you no, it makes sense. Something. Chewbacca's like, yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I did not sign up for this shit. I'm going to catch up like, for a little bit. He's like, <laughs> hey, Han said we were just gonna take this guy in his in his in his droids to Alderaan. That, that was I didn't like yes. Sign on. I didn't sign on for all this shit. <laughs> I didn't sign on to be in a war. They didn't even give me a fucking medal. Fuck these white. Give me a fucking medal, right? Not even in the special edition. I like her little like her little like space coffin she comes in on. That is pretty dope. I do like it's that. It's funny. But I, I like that. Yeah, she turned her turning herself in. 
and the stormtrooper giving the cuffs and it's just like Luke turning himself in and return the Jedi. It's the same thing. Like a lot of this is they were doing is interesting that they're mirroring a lot of last a lot of return of the Jedi in this one. Yeah. And like because also, there's her turning herself in, there's the handcuffs, and then there's of course even the comments happens. she makes to him are kind of like what Luke said to Vader. Yeah, it's a lot of same thing. She tells she says to Luke that there's still good in him, which is what he said to to Yoda. I mean to to Kenobi, to Kenobi's ghost. Yeah, it's very this this takes a lot of this movie is inspired by both Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. It's like combining mm-hmm. two in one. Because yeah. when Snoke has her in the chamber, he's like, look at your fleet. It's lost. <laughs> and he also does yeah, the he, whole... He, he brings her over to a little, win, uh, to a little like, yeah. view monitor, view, view screen. She, he slides her over, and it looks like a torture device he's about to put yeah. her in. And then it's like, nope, it's a screen. It's just like a, it's like a cool-looking video screen. Yeah, and so he also does the whole... He does the Caddy Palpatine thing of, oh, you think he's going to turn good and turn against me, huh? He made a decision a long time ago. Well, I the really, lightsaber I, is right next to him, just like Palpatine does too, on the on the on the on the seat. And I know people did. This is another thing people didn't like. This was one of my favorite things in the movie the right. first time I oh, saw yeah. it. That he just unceremoniously kills this big bad guy that they've been building up is perfect. I was like, I love that. I've loved that the whole time. Yep. Yeah, I loved it too. That, that's one of the things I love. Like, because again, when I first saw this, I liked it with some issues and then the issues got bigger. But that was one of the things I always loved about it was that he so unceremoniously just chopped Snoke in half. And I, I, and if you watch it at this time, I really, I didn't notice before, but like he's specifically masking what he's doing from Snoke by doing, doing it in the open. If that makes sense. Yeah. He's he's, like, Snoke's like, he's lifting the sa- He He's got the lightsaber. He's going to use the saber to strike down his greatest enemy, blah, 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 blah. And it's like he's lifting his lightsaber at the same time that he's slowly turning the other one. Yeah. So that Snoke will think that what he's sensing is what he's actually physically doing. Yeah. So cool. Really, yeah, it is really cool. It's a good attention to detail. I still like this fight scene when they fight together and they fight the Presbyterian, the what the hell are those guards called? Presbyterian. Praetorian guards. <laughs> Presbyterian yes. is a religious group. It's from oh, the, it's from, it's from the, it's from the, it's from the Roman Empire, the Praetorians. Yeah, uh, I still like it. So I, Here's the deal. If you don't pause it or pay attention to it too closely, it's it's a good. Yes, it's good. It's it's if you if you do like me and you watch videos where people break down fight scenes and you realize that there's a guy in the back jumping up and down, <laughs> jumping up and down and waving his hands just to look busy. If you don't notice and this time, I just like watched it and I didn't I and I didn't rewind. And I didn't look for that stuff. And I was like, yeah, no, this looks good. No, there, I, good. in the early part, there's a guy that like twirls away for no reason at all. Yeah, there's a couple times where she swings and someone like six feet away jumps and does like a roll in the back. And it's again, yeah. I didn't I but think I have to be fair. I wouldn't have noticed that if I didn't watch those like it, it was like corridor crew stuntmen react where they watch this fight scene and kind of talked about all the reasons that it's badly choreographed. And I think if I didn't have someone guiding me through that to see it, I wouldn't have seen it. So yeah, I did. I, watching it this time, I just yeah, you know, it's good. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's uh, that's a very niche thing to be concerned about, and I know you acknowledge that, <laughs> yes, but I, I think know. the majority of people will see that and be like, oh yeah, she's fighting those cool red guards. Yeah, well, it's just and a good. We've always wanted to see the cool red guards do something. Right. All exactly. they did in all they did in Return of the Jedi was like stand by the elevator. Well, Carrie, yeah. I got a comic book for you, <laughs> Crimson Empire. Check it out. <laughs> Check out the yeah. first one. Stop there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, the the way this scene is lit too, I really like the throne room design, which is very simple. It's just red and black. 
Yes. It's yeah. not like there's not like a fancy CG thing. I'm sure there's CG in there, but it looks like it could be just like a yeah. like a very minimalist set. And that's oh, if you look at the behind the scenes, that is really just what it looks like. There you go. It is just it's like it's not CG. It, I, is, I just, it is just like panels lit by red spotlights. Yeah, I think that's a really good thing because, you know, the Emperor's Throne Room was good. But instead of replicating that, they went with something else. And I think it works really well in this scene. Yeah, and I like they like apparently knock out the spotlights. So then at the end of the fight, it's like black with like sparks everywhere. Yeah, that's Instead true. of they the red that. lights, they kind of knock them out while they're fighting, I guess. And how it, yeah. it's supposed to be. I, I mean, you're supposed to think as the audience that Kylo then is going to side with the, with the light side because he kills Snoke and he helps Ray fight all the guards off. Well, the thing is, I think that if she had stayed with him, maybe he wasn't going to maybe he would have finished turning. You know what I mean? But the fact that she is like refuses to go with him is like he becomes angry. And then th- I think that's part of it. Right. Yeah, because he not he lashes off a lot in this movie in the first movie. Like you see that he's got emotional. Yeah, he's yeah. got emotional. He's got anger issues for sure. Yes, he does. He's got he's got clearly. abandonment issues. I think he's got like some. You know, I think he he definitely implies that Han Solo wasn't there for him as a kid. And then I, I also I've always wondered, like, did like Han and Leia like drop him off at Luke's Academy and be like, all right, see you later and just like leave him. Kind of, I think, you know, I wonder if there's that a little bit of that. And then Luke standing over him with the lightsaber. I think he's just got those. He's got some issues. There. I What I was curious about is like, all right, the Knights of Ren. Are these the <laughs> Knights of Ren? Are they supposed to be? I, think- I mean, the Knights of Ren were the students he left with? That's yep. what I thought, too, right? But then where are those guys? They're not. They're in Rise of Skywalker. They're in Rise of Skywalker. You'll be, a, you'll be mad by what happens to them in the Rise You'll of be so right. mad. No, There's I also remember. a comic book of them to... Again, it's one of those like cool ideas that were that Abram, Abrams had, but they didn't they didn't flesh out the idea. Like, oh, these sounds cool. These look cool. They just put it in the movie without thinking well that's that's kind of my thing is like i felt like these say praetorian guards was like all right well well, what is their deal are they just like they're really good at fighting hand i guess they're good at fighting with weapons and they've all got weapons that can fight a lightsaber yeah they're, right, that's fine they were hired by snokes they were they were his department kyler Red had nothing to do with them yeah <laughs> i think it just i i, I would have honestly i would have made the i would have had the knights of ren be here and have ray and kylo ren have to fight some like other lesser you know, dark Jedi guys. Do the Knights of Ren even have lightsabers or do they have something else? No, I don't think they do in the third movie. No, I don't believe they do. I do they? heard a third movie. I don't believe so. I don't, they think, don't. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, they don't even seem like they have the force. I mean, in the third movie, do they? The sad thing is they weren't around enough for you to notice anything about them. Yeah, they're barely there at all. <laughs> exactly. I don't even think they talk. They have like, a, one of, a comic. One of them says something, but that's it. There's a six, I think years, I think a six issue miniseries about Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren and everything like that, that I've never read, but I want to. Yeah, well, but I know anyway, you should your movie shouldn't it. need a comic yeah. to make things. But anyway, <laughs> but no, I, I thought this, you know, this fight scene was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was it was flashy. It was fun. I like the two of them side by side fighting together. And I like that they destroy Anakin's lightsaber. Yep. Like you talk about throwing away the past. They're like, all right, this stupid fucking light, this lightsaber that should have been gone forever when it fell into the oblivion in Empire Strikes Back that we brought back for Force Awakens so we could go, hey, remember that? Remember that? Remember that? I'm no, still no, upset. Now it's fucking know. gone, guys. It's broken in half. It's gone. Stop. You know, I like that. I still want to know how the fuck Maz got it. I'm still waiting. Yeah. 
I, I, I know, know. I don't it's, even know what stupid. I want to know. But but I Rogo love that they break it. it apart, especially because it provides a great little clue to what's going on at the end of the movie. And mm-hmm. then I guess she escapes on Snoke's ship. They make a comment of, and then that leads to Chewbacca picking her up in the Falcon. You have Rose and Finn get out on a on a ship and then end up landing at the at the base where the rebels are. I, Most I of the rebels that, get killed. I wanted to scene. point out one thing: yes. Rose and Finn's entire side mission. They accomplished nothing. Yeah, it yep. would have been better if they never would have went. Yep. Yep. They they accomplished absolutely nothing with their side mission. It came to nothing. Well, they led to the the well. It's to if it's to be believed, they led to the transports getting all blown up because yeah. They brought it, apparently, yeah. I, I would rather that wasn't the case, but they only the, made it worse. Yep. They caused a whole bunch of death. Thanks, guys. Again, what so happens when you let Poe Dameron make a damn decision? <laughs> Again, a collaboration with writing might have helped some of these issues, which I do think are issues, you know, you know, streamline the story a bit. Hey, yeah. somebody else look at it. That, that's that's ultimately what it is. It's like you, you shouldn't you're you shouldn't have major characters off spending an entirety of the movie for ultimately nothing at all. Yeah. To right. me, like we just spent the last movie getting to know and trust and enjoy all of them together. And then you, you break them up. And the thing is, yeah. is Finn and Poe are like the wonderful bromance in that first movie. They are like the Ugh. so much of what I love about that first movie is I their like friendship. I don't ship things, but man, like, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> those right? two are the power couple. That that would have been the best reveal in the third movie. Uh, if they kissed in the third movie, but Disney, man, like, the people would have been so out. mad. And I, I mean, their heads would have exploded. And it would have been wonderful. And, but it's okay so also, good. you know, two guys can just be friends. They don't have to be gay for sure. It's fine. But having them be completely apart for the entire movie, except for like literally like two scenes was annoying. It was frustrating. Or three scenes. It was a little frustrating. But yeah. so they get to the planet. And again, the planet was my son and I are watching it. And he's like, that's so cool looking. I'm like, yeah, it is cool looking. That's kind of all it is. It's cool looking. But I didn't say it to him. I was just like, yeah, it's, I, yeah, it's cool looking. It is cool. I appreciate the visual. Like, I appreciate the salt. I appreciate the red salt. I. Why do the speeders I, drag a little thing? Because it's c- cool. cut out the mono skis. That's my. That's that, my yeah, because my son was. I said, why do they? I. That's what I said. I said, why do their speeders drag a little thing on the ground? And he goes, for stabilizing. I'm like, but speeders don't do that. We've had speeders in Star Wars since 1977. They don't. None of them have a little stabilizer that has to drag on the ground while it goes. Why do these need it? And he goes, oh, I don't know. I go, because it'll look really cool when they drag through the white and leave a little red trail behind them. <laughs> yes. And and later when there's like big explosions, because he was like, is that red stuff salt? Because he licked the red stuff and said, oh, it's salt. And I'm like, well, the white stuff's salt, but the red stuff is salt also, I guess, because later we see the red crystals. So it's all salt. All right, that's cool. I guess. Why is the salt red? Well, because Ryan Johnson wanted to have this really cool blood on the snow thing, but you can't have giant puddles of blood in a Disney movie. So we'll make it red salt. That's fine. It just, it was another of those things. It didn't bother me. It was another of those, well, this is just there to look neat. And I don't know. It didn't, like I said, it didn't bother me, but I kind of also don't. Sometimes you just want your movie to look neat. And that's yeah. And you just want it to look neat. You want it to look neat. I, I do agree. It doesn't make much sense, but I, I do appreciate it. You know, I, I, I mean, the crystal critters, mm-hmm. what are those there for other than to tell them where to, to well, escape? They're, they're, well, they're, they're adorable. I'll tell you, my yeah. son, my son. The same what, reason. General Grievous is in Revenge of the Sith. Toy. <laughs> Mike's I, like, I, don't know. I love the little money. money. I, Take it. I don't I'll know if this that's is what canon. Glaceon will look like if they make a, a Detective Pikachu 2. That's Glaceon, right? Uh, yes. I, folks, yes. yes. I don't know I if this it. actually happened, but I swear I have a memory of Peter telling me that General Grievous was created to sell toys. I, I swear. 
I don't remember exactly saying that. I might have never actually said it, but it's in my head. Judo Grievous was created so that so that Mace Windu could crush his chest cavity like a boss. That's what Grievous was created for. It was pretty bossy. <laughs> it's like it's the fucking best thing in the world. R.I.P. It's yeah. like, oh, you're going to get away? Being a Jedi won't crush your chest cavity? The Tarkowski one is actually pretty good. It's, it's so good. damn good. It's so good. Um, and that brings... Oh, but some of the other stuff with the salt thing I was thinking of, like, there's one comment that's made on the ship that there's 400 Rebels left. When they get... After all those cruisers get blown up, except for the one, I'm pretty sure only one or two make it, with, like, po- the one with Poe and Leia on, there's not many people left when that no, door there's, closes. There's like, there's, like, eight. They're almost all dead. There's, like, eight yeah. people in the Rebellion, in the Resistance now. So it sure is a good thing that Lando is able to find those other, like, 30,000 people. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know where they're hiding, but I, they do hey, imply... Friends in the Outer Rim, remember? No, yeah, well, here's the thing. F- Finn, or I think Finn says, maybe Poe says it. No, I think Poe says it. People around the galaxy, they're going to hear our, us calling for help, and they're going to come, because they, they believe in Princess Leia. He says He says that at one point. So it's like, we just have to hold out while we wait. You know, we just have to hold out. But nobody comes. That's also a Nobody comes in this movie, but I guess, you know, we can apply, we can assume that over time more people came and that's why there's yeah. more than eight people in the rebellion at the beginning of the next movie. Well, there's also a comment that I'm about to bring at the end of this movie that I feel leads up to that. Like yeah. you, the speeder stuff is kind of cool. I mean, Finn should have sacrificed himself. If that would have stopped them, that would have made sense, but I get it. Well, he tries to. Yeah. Right? And stops him. him. And people were mad that Rose stopped him, and it's like she she said, you know, she's basically implying she's like falling in love with him. I mean, and, one and she's trauma. like, you fight for what you fight, you fight for what you love. Like that's how we you maintain hope or whatever and the also, message is there. Would the speeder crashing into that cannon really have done anything at that point? Probably not. So you know, probably. But he thought he he had to try something. I, so I was mean down for, for the it. glowing weak spot. Everybody. So does that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is this is why I say cut out the monos. These are called monoskis. Cut out the speeder scene in general. Just have them go into have them go into the base, close the doors, then they bring down the Death Star cannon, and then Luke comes. That would cut out five to ten minutes of the movie. So, no, I agree. I, I yeah. agree personally. It would have, and you still get the good you know blood on the snow thing from anyway. Yeah, man, but that. That when I first saw that scene of Luke showing up, I didn't question how the fuck did he get here. I didn't realize. Wait, that like. Well, you know why you didn't back. question it because we saw his X-wing. Yeah, we did. His X-wing was yeah. It's yeah it was underwater. in the water. It was under the water. Oh, and, yeah. and I I was so. fully expecting to see like Le- uh, Ray or lifted out of the water like Luke couldn't do on Dagobah. You know, like okay. it felt, and then they didn't do that, which is good. We don't need to repeat everything, but yeah, we see his X-wing is like just under the water. So it's completely feasible that he could have gotten here. But I'm, I actually like time to shave and cut his hair. Right. I like that he projected himself and I like the little, the, there's one really good clue that it's, that it's, that it's not, that it's, that he's not physically there. Is it the, is it the salt? No. Oh, okay. I was going to say is that he's using Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber that we just got destroyed. We just saw destroyed in the previous scene. Mm-hmm. I lo- I looked at my son and I was like I paused and I was like how because uh, he knew it wasn't him I was like how do we know that's that that's a force projection and not physically Luke he's like he's like well you and I was like how do you know he's like I don't know how do we know I'm like look at the scene what do you see he's like wait his lightsaber I go yeah what color is it he goes it's blue it should be green I'm like right <laughs> if that was actually Luke it would be a green lightsaber but it's blue he's using Anakin's lightsaber which we just got seen destroyed the reason he's using a blue lightsaber is is a subtle clue. 
for people to realize that it's not actually him. And that's so smart. That was such a smart little detail that I didn't catch the first time I saw the movie. And then watching this time, I was like, that's it. That's what it is. Yeah, that is a subtle clue. And the other subtle clue is that they show a couple brief shots of his feet and they are not tracking salt. Oh, yeah, that's true. They're not not red. He isn't leaving foot. He's not yeah. leaving footprints. He's not leaving little red footprints behind. And him it's very walks. quick, but it's definitely meant. It's definitely a key to the audience. Like Ryan Johnson was like, if you're paying attention, you're going to see this. Yeah. So those are, I think, the two that those are really probably the only two clues. The other clue being the foreshadowing that we've seen in this movie that people can do this. Yeah. We've already seen that uh, that Kylo Ren can and, and Ray can both send their their presences across the galaxy. We've also seen it where like Palpatine could choke people from a distance, or Vader did. We've seen it yeah. with Snoke did it. Snoke, Snoke like, does it in this movie. He like, lifted Hux and like tossed him around and choked him from like far away. Yeah, we've yeah, had stuff crazy. happen. Vader, we've seen Vader do it. We see Vader do it before, so we know that you can. I mean, this is further than we've ever seen anybody, but it's yeah. far enough that it, it kills Luke to do it. Just to assign, just to give a rein to this, I I love the scene. I love Luke coming back. I love them shooting all the ATAT, you know, whatever the gorilla walkers are. I love them shooting right. everything they have at him and nothing happens. And mm. I know you mentioned this in the in the chat, Carrie, <laughs> but I loved him flicking the dirt off. You know, <laughs> I uh, laughed. I laughed. It was a bit, but it didn't bother me this time at all. That's the thing yeah. I'll say. I bet I remember in the theater going, oh, no, I loved it then. And I love it now. I'm like, yeah, he's he's like, is that the best you got? It was a little, it was a little much, but it didn't bother me this time. I, I'm not going to say that I liked it, but okay. I, but I loved the whole rest of it. I loved him that he's dodging the whole time. He's not actually crossing sabers with Kylo Ren. Yeah, he's just dodging him left and right, and just. Yeah. <laughs> right. I know that I had said it in the chat earlier that I thought that that was necessary. The little you know dirt off the shoulder thing, mm-hmm. and I will explain myself as I promised to do. Right. I. <laughs> I really do think it is important because that's the kind of thing that would make Kylo Ren really pissed off. And you have to <laughs> keep his entire focus on you. He's taunting this. him. Yeah, he's taunting yeah. him so he doesn't realize that it's a trick. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's it's just a little thing to piss him off. Most of that fight is all about just specifically playing to Kylo Ren. And all right, what's going to piss him off the most? Yeah. This. No, that's, that's fair. That's fair. I think it could have, I don't know, maybe could have been done. I don't know. There's just something about it where I was just like, it just looks silly. But yeah, but I, but I hear you. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I think if there is a disconnect there, it's probably because we don't get this Luke throughout the rest of the movie. He's not or really being playful. I don't yeah, think we well, get we this get, Luke ever. We get a little bit of it with, with Ray, but he's, yeah. But it's Wait, just, yeah, it, it doesn't feel very Luke to me now. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he does, I, people have, I heard a lot of criticism of that. They're like, he's not actually there, but it's like, he is there in a way. He's there with the force, you know? I mean, he oh, yeah. saves the day. What What did you, you want? They got, they're mad that Luke is mopey, but like he saves the day in this movie. He is the one that makes them, he's the one. I don't, helps I don't get what, I don't get what bothers people about this. I don't get what bothers people about this at all, honestly. Yeah, I don't. He I don't gives people Like, what did they want? Did they want him to come and actually physically fight Kylo Ren and yes. get killed? Yes. Do they want him to live? Do they want him I have to heard, be in the next movie? I yes. have heard that critic. I have heard that specific yeah. Criticism, yeah, like he he dies. He should be. He should come in with a laser sword and just start kicking ass. Yeah, that's immature. <laughs> I mean, I probably in 2017 would have wanted him to actually be there and wanted him in the next movie. But the the whole idea is the fact that he shows up, does this, as you see in the very end with a kid. It's a story that now will be told that will spark hope, and that's what he says is you know, there needs to be hope, and that's the whole point of 
this movie and everything is happening that is giving the resistance hope and people hope that they can stop the first order. Yeah. And him fading away. I thought, okay, that's stupid in 2017. I'm like, wait, now it makes perfect sense. Obi-Wan fades away when you, when Mm -hmm. they, when they touch him with the saber, like there's no body to burn. Like makes sense. Obi-Wan didn't get hit. I mean, Obi-Wan made like killed himself, but I I know what you're saying. Yeah. But that same idea, like again, this, this movie is so many throwbacks to Star Wars in general that I didn't appreciate in 2017 that after doing this series on the show, we've been going through all the movies. I really appreciate. Like I actually watched this movie twice. I'm watching it right now. And I really like this movie. Like if I, hell, even a month ago, Mike would have been like, wouldn't it would, would be questioning me right now. If he didn't hear, he had the context. Yeah. I mean, I, I, before this, I, I ranked this like, you know, above attack of the clones, but below now I'm like, it's it's a it's a bit it's below Rogue One for me still, but it's above anything other than that of the newer stuff. I mean, I put it above Solo, and I like Solo. I like Solo too, and I definitely put it above this the other two two sequels or any of the prequels. So, <laughs> yeah. oh, we'll get there. Oh, next next episode is gonna be fun. Yeah, I I really don't see myself having this kind of one eighty on. <laughs> the last, the, no, the I, I don't Skywalker. see any of us I having just a don't well, see I that. see me having a 180, but that's it. Oh, oh, because you liked it the first time. I like I, I've said on the show and I've said in the chat when I saw Rise Skywalker, I remember leaving the theater going, Man, that was so great, and had tears in my eyes. I just loved it, and I don't think that's gonna happen again, <laughs> but we'll see. But I yeah. just do not think that's gonna happen. Well, well, anyway, I think this was a great way for Luke to go out, and I also Same. completely buy the idea that he pushed himself too hard, sending himself across the galaxy like that, that it was just too much for him. Especially because, after being cut off from the Force for so long. Well, right, and also, I think it's, they don't explicitly say it, but I feel like it's very much implied that Kylo Ren and Rey are way more powerful than him. That he's trained and all that, but they're like, like he was way more powerful than anyone since Anakin Skywalker, and they're way more powerful than him. Yeah. That and and they're able to do it almost instinctively because of how much power they have. And I think for him, it's it's like him focusing all the power he has to be able to do this projection that that Kylo Ren will re- won't realize is a projection. Also, he's doing it like more powerfully than they did it even. But he's like he had to like throw his entire force itself into it to do it. I do agree with that. I just want to point out that the only reason Ray and and Kylo had that connection was because Snoke facilitated it. Also, oh, that's right. They do point that out that Snoke facilitated it, don't they? Well, he yeah. says he he says he facilitated it. That's true. But they are just very very powerful in general. But yeah, he yeah. he says that he said he facilitated. I you're right. He did say that. I caught that. I I I didn't catch that before, but he does say that. I I guess I I interpreted that he like yeah. I mean no, you're right. He facilitated it. But it's also but then how much end, can Snoke, you trust? Snoke is super powerful. We saw that. Oh yeah, Snoke. Like he's just like taller. Like when Ray, like when he, I love, I love. By the way, we skipped over this when Ray like pulls a lightsaber to her hand, just like Luke did to the to the Emperor, and then Snoke just like makes it go past her and then pin Will back and hit her in the back of the head. That was hilarious. Great. It was that was so funny. Again, reference yeah. to Return of the Jedi. Great movie. So yeah, but anyway, my point is, is I can I can buy that Luke would have to, like, basically burn himself out to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm okay with that, because it yeah. also makes sense, had Carrie Fisher not passed away, we probably would have had a lot more of her in the next movie had she not died in real life. Right, right. So, and I think that, I mean, hell, she was dead, unfortunately, at the time that this movie finally came out, I remember. And I, I right. remember being hard seeing she her. Died, she died several months before this movie came yeah. out. Oh, yeah. Sad. So sad. But 
No, I mean, so that the whole thing is Luke becoming hope and then like having Ray, like having them see the foxes go through and then they lose hope when they get to the end of all the rocks and then Ray moves all the rocks. Like, and she moves them like so powerfully too. She's just like, yes, boom, they just like fly away. Like, they're like floating in this, they're like all these giant boulders like floating around her when they come out and they're like, whoa. And then they run toward her and the, the rocks just all go flying to the sides. It's like she is, it's really impressive. I like it. It's a good team. She's got some skills. Yeah, she's great, and I I really like her as a character. And and again, that third movie, she she and Kylo Ren, I have no complaints about either of their two characters in that movie. I wish I could remember it. Yeah, her and Kylo Ren, I think they both have really good arcs in that third third movie. Mm. And I I don't have any I don't have complaints about them honestly. I, I I have complaints about the plot around them. I more than anything, I wanted no redemption for Kylo Ren. Oh no! See, I wanted I wanted his re- I wanted him to come around. I was really happy that he does at the end. Nah. Yeah, I wanted re- I wanted redemption. Yeah, but I wanted re- I like the idea. That's the thing in Star Wars. It's about hope, right? And he's he's I, I like the idea of like feeling like there's always like someone you know you can always come back. You can always like you know I, I like that. So I was I was really happy with that. I wanted it. I I felt like it almost happened in this movie, and then for him to you know to finally come back in that third movie. Yeah, I liked it. And he, he, but he, but he has to die, right? He has to, he has to die for, it's still important that he dies. But I, I like that. Okay. Yeah. And the ending is just, they get on the ship, they, they get in the Falcon, they leave. And then you see the little kid has the ring and he's talking about the story of Luke and that's, you know, spread hope. Right. And then he walks out and he just casually force pulls the, the broom to his hand. I did not catch that. You didn't. No. Oh, okay. It's, See, it's pretty. It is kind of subtle. So. But but he just yeah he just reaches his hand toward the broom and the broom just like comes to his hand. It's like very clear. That's exactly what he did. He just casually force pulls the broom to his hand and it's not like he's like oh man what did I just do? It's like no he does this. This is the thing he does. Yeah, it's very very you know deliberate on his part and that is what I wanted. That's what I wanted moving forward. I wanted the story of like, all right, cool. So like, there's a lot of other force sensitive people out there. Mm-hmm. What are they going to well, yeah. do? Yeah. You know, oh, it, it is subtle. I catch it now. You know, you know what it, it, it almost a little bit, this ending right here reminds me of is it, it'll spoil a Buffy, the vampire slayer. Oh no, not a show from the nineties. Oh, the last, uh, this is from the two, this part's from the two thousands, but uh, the last episode of Buffy, the vampire slayer, where they essentially, spread the slayer ability to like thousands Everybody. of girls around the world. Right. And so you see like this, like, you know, little girl who's been like bullied and she like stands up, you know, and there's like, you see like the, the girl playing softball and she like, it just all of a sudden hits like a home run and stuff. And it's like, I like, it just made me think of that. And I'm a big Buffy fan. And I, I like that. It just made, that's what it made me think of. I don't know why it just, that was what came to my mind immediately. Oh, that's I, fair. Yeah, yeah, was that? I, I liked it. I loved it when he pulls a little broom. Just like, oh, that's cool. Look at that. He got a little broom. I appreciate. It. I didn't catch it, but it also makes more sense that he's force sensitive because there would mm-hmm. be a lot of force sensitive people. Oh, I mean, yeah. there always have been in Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, like the way I think about it, force sensitivity is kind of just like being spiritual. And I'll explain. Yeah. So the Jedi are basically just space Catholics. <laughs> it's just one view of how the world works but it's all the same in the end and then you got the sith which are basically space lutherans <laughs> and they're I'm always angry at each other i don't know if i buy you're not gonna, gonna, gonna get a lot of saying. angry left to this yeah mic. i don't know if i buy i i quite these I, I hear you 
<laughs> All right, and then what? My what are the is, Dath? What are the Dathomir? What are they? Which religion are are, are they going to be? <laughs> I'm not even going to bother. I'm just saying there are more religions right. out there that have interpretations. Not even necessarily religions, exactly. Like yeah. there's just different ways to get to the Force. That's something that the that the extended universe has done a lot with, and even like the cartoon, like Clone Wars and Rebels did stuff with with the uh, the mother and father and all that stuff. Michael could help me, maybe. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, about the gods, yes. Yeah, yeah right. right, there's like, there's a lot, it's, the Jedi are just like, you know, the most famous, biggest group of, you know, Force-sensitive, like. Yeah, these three gods that essentially rule the Force, and yeah, the father, the 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 daughter, and the Right, the and just that and, they're yeah. so much older than the Jedi, that the yeah. Jedi, yeah, that's what I was getting at, right? Yeah, there would be Force-sensitive people who aren't Jedi, of course, yeah. Yeah, definitely. they're just like. That one cool guy, you know, on the street that's like, yeah, I believe in God, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. I don't really have a format to it. Well, I'm another thing cool. it, it made me think about is, you know, my favorite author, Brandon Sanderson, um, his uh, series uh, Mistborn. And the main character in that, Vin, she, you know, turns out to be like this really powerful magic user. Right. But in the beginning of the book, she's just a street rat. And she, you know, someone finds out, you know, someone who recognizes her talent is talking to her about it. She's like, oh, you're talking about my luck. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I use my luck to do things. And to her, she, to her, she doesn't have any idea about this magic system. She just knows that she can do certain things. And that's just like, yeah, well, that's, you know, that's kind of who I am. I just, you know, so do you're, things. So you're telling me she's Han Solo and has forced luck? Like Han Solo does? <laughs> I mean... No, different luck, but... <laughs> and also when you said street rat, the first thing that popped in my head is she must only seal what she can't afford, right? And that's everything? <laughs> Every time someone says street rat, my brain goes right there. Womp womp. <laughs> I don't know what you're I don't know what you're referring to. Aladdin. The song oh, in Aladdin. Right, right. Yeah. That song lives in my head rent free. Just it never leaves. So I, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you something. I haven't seen Aladdin since like nineteen ninety two. Episode. I did do the Aladdin games episode twenty, by the way, but I have thought about doing the movie, but I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> just go listen to the song. It's great. That's right. a dangerous door to open, doing- man. He's he's reached age eleven. He hasn't seen Aladdin. Come on. Oh, I mean, he's probably seen it. I just haven't watched it with him. I'm sure, he's seen it. My mom. She's got all the Disney movies on VHS. I'm sure we he's watched it over there. Just have to go listen to One Jump ahead fun, of the line. Or how it goes. Fun fact <laughs> is that I remember seeing Aladdin in the theater, and they had the Jurassic Park teaser. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yes, I remember that as well. Oh, anyway, Star Wars Last Jedi. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yes. I'm also upset just now. I tried to put Latin one jump ahead and I got an Amazon. I, the first video was actually an Amazon spot, uh, link to maybe buy the film. That's not what I wanted. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right, Jedi, so. Any other things to say about Last Jedi? Uh, give it another chance if you haven't seen it in a few years. Absolutely. Don't like six years younger. You was stupid. We all were. <laughs> we're all smarter now that we're six years in the future. Give it another shot. Yeah. yeah. Please don't let one viewing. And twenty an opening day in twenty seventeen define your whole viewpoint. Yeah. Right. We should go to shelf stacker box. And Peter, why don't you open us up? Um, I'm gonna say, you know, put it on your stack. Keep watching it, you know? I, I like I I like this movie. It's very inventive. It tries to tell a unique story. It's one of the few Star Wars movies that has its own kind of character. Or at least, you know, it tries to do something different. And then I think whether or not it's not always successful or not, it's still worth seeing. So definitely check it out. Okay. And what about you, Ken? Oh, this is absolutely going on the shelf for me. It's been on the shelf since I saw it. And it's a movie I watch regularly. If it wasn't for 
its reliance on previous events and Rogue One, this would be my favorite Star Wars movie. As it is, it sits at number two, just after Rogue One, because damn, Rogue One's good. <laughs> All right. I, I Let me just butt in. I, I think Shelf is the one. Whatever one is the one that shelf. you... <laughs> yeah. Shelf is the one where you should keep it and watch it every now and again, or have it as a treasured part of your collection. Not stack. So I'm amending my statement. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, stack would actually make sense. But I was going to correct you. I was like, ah, they know what you mean. Right. And what about you, Carrie? Uh, yeah, I'm taking it out of the box and putting it on the shelf. I I went into this expecting to say put it at the bottom of the box, but no, it's on the shelf. I'm going to watch it again probably within the next year. I really liked it, and it went from being like my eighth favorite Star Wars movie to being my fifth favorite. So. It's still not anything to the new to the original trilogy, and it's a bit behind Rogue One for me. But I still I liked it a lot, and I appreciate just like Rogue One that it's doing something different. I think it's less successful. I think it's maybe successful eighty five percent of the time that it's doing new stuff. But that's a hell of a lot more than almost anything else Star Wars does lately. So yeah, definitely on the shelf. Good movie deserves way more consideration than it gets. Okay, I'll go last. I'm. I'm a little torn if I want to do shelf or stack, but considering I've watched this movie three times in 48 hours now, and I'm was in, like, I mean, yes, I was watching while recording, but it was just in the background just to have, so I keep track of what was going on in fright. But I like this movie now. It's going on the shelf, and I cannot believe I'm saying that. But yeah, I mean, going back to it in 2023 and being as into Star Wars as I am now, and Thanks to Ken and Bills, I've said many times, like they've gotten me to appreciate movies, and I appreciated this movie more with the shots, the way it's filmed, it's everything. I'm like, so yeah, go on the shelf. I really had a good time with this. You know, the thing so. is, it's a lot more fun to like things. I found as I've gotten older, that's a big oh thing. I, I, yes. I, something I've really only, I think I've discovered in the last like five years or so, is it's, it's, it's so much fun to like things. And if you just like allow yourself to like a thing, you'll have so much fun. You don't have to, it's, it's, <laughs> Like, not that you have to like everything. Some stuff is just shitty. But, you know, just eh. open yourself up to liking a thing. And you might discover that, you you know what? No, you like, I like this. I know my friends, when they if they listen to this episode, are going to be flabbergasted. Because I mentioned <laughs> that I was going to be on this. And like, oh, The Last Jedi. I'm like, I actually like it now. And they're like, how? And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, it's hard to explain. I just do. Let the episode speak for itself. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have. I think we spent two and a half hours really thoroughly explaining why we like it. So and why it's good. I'm just yeah. so surprised. This was just surprising how much I enjoyed this movie. So. Yeah, same, same, big time. And I think that that's a good thing. I mean, you know, that's the point of of doing this is going back and just seeing what you know how our mind changes and stuff, and appreciating a movie for sometimes just being a good movie. And no, I, I do dislike things. All, I'm not often on the show, but I. There's time when I do something on the show and I just fucking hate it and I rip into it the whole episode, but <laughs> I try not to as much. All right. And Peter, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me most often on Twitter because I'm going to call it Twitter and not whatever name Elon Twitter. Musk has called it now. Until it dies. Um, I'm at Peter BP on Twitter. I don't post too often, but when I do, sometimes Star Wars is mentioned. So find me there. And you're an author of a wonderful book. The series. Yes, The Fifth Civilization is the name of the first book in my series. I would start there if you're looking to get into it. Don't start with the middle <laughs> of the trilogy. <laughs> hey, because of this podcast, I can definitely say that I, we, you know, we sold you a copy because Wolfman on Discord, please join our Discord, uh, and he's like, yeah, I bought that book. I'm going to read it soon. I'm like, good. 
Thank you. Yeah, de- definitely do read the whole trilogy. It's awesome. I'm in the I'm on the third book right now, and it's it's good stuff. I need to finish reading the first damn book. I need to find it. I don't know what I did with it. I need to get myself to read more. Is the thing is like I I, I like I'll read like a little bit of it, and I'm loving it, and then I just don't. I just stay up late watching TV and don't read for like two weeks. So no I'm very slowly making my way through the third book, which is excellent. Beneath the Vanished World. Yes, indeed. Uh, Thank you. I need pi- I need comic pictures. That's how I read. Uh, fine. Yeah, I'll do a graphic get, novel. Yeah, make a graphic novel version now. All right. I want to know. I want to know what the if the Kangas look the way they do in my head. <laughs> Same. Are they? Do they look like Ice Cube and Tank Girl or not? Have you seen the movie Warriors of Virtue? That's what they look like. Yes, the Warriors of Virtue. That's what they look like in my head. Good. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Where can people find you at? I'm on uh, Twitch and YouTube as Caruseta, K-E-R-O-S-E-T-A. You can very rarely see me modifying or repairing video game consoles, but more often just playing whatever video game I happen to be playing at the time. Most recently been playing some Apex Legends with my son, who is 11 and way better at it than I am. All right. And is your son still doing YouTube? Yes, Natropy underscore dragon, N-A-T-R-O-P-Y underscore dragon. He's got like, I don't know, double the amount of followers as me on YouTube now. So nice. Go go him. He's doing does lots of dragon puppets. This makes dragon puppets. And you will see a link in the show notes to both the, to all three of those things that we just mentioned. Thank you so much. Of course. And if you enjoyed this episode, there's over five hundred and fifty episodes of this podcast. Um, we have done all Star. We've done ton of fucking Star Wars this year. So definitely, you can go type in Star Wars and Podbean. You will find all sorts of stuff that we've done. So definitely go check that out. If you want to support the show? We do a Patreon for a little dollar. You can vote in our Patreon poll. Uh, you'll see a link in the show notes to that. As I mentioned Discord, link in the show notes. Please join our Discord. Chat with us. And want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Hasphere. You can follow her on TikTok, and you'll see in the show notes you a link tree to all her links. So definitely check her out. And when you have shot to Bill Tucker to the MCU movies with me, you can go follow him at his podcast, Gamer Looks at 40. Definitely go check him out. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, Twitter, Blue Sky, and YouTube. Audio only, but we are on YouTube. I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Keep up alive. <laughs>